Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. Wait, did I do that? Are you doing that or am I? I, hold on. What's going on right now? Is the intro playing? Okay. 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 Number one spot, we a number one spot for some sports, huh? Got the city going crazy when we work, huh? We top two, but we ain't two, we in first, huh? And when you need the real, we is who you search, huh? D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, we your number one spot. Vibe check, where y'all at, where y'all at, where y'all at? Y'all know what it is gonna talk about it there's some things to be said yeah but the kings gotta win last what night about they do not know what sack town brings win on the low that's a sack town thing talking about us it's a bounce out thing must they forgot we some sacramento kings whole squad going crazy yeah we back with it northern cali going crazy one sack winning if you doubted us then ain't no back spinning this is real right here ain't no catfishing uh so tell me what you see now. See now. Coming down the lane off the rebound. Rebound. It's 9-16 now. Look towards the sky like the beam now. Tell hey. Hey. Love our boy Young Zell. Hey. 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 Yo. It's a one-verse day. Yeah, definitely. It's, 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 it's a one-verse day. We, we ain't getting two performance. We ain't getting two verses for that game uh last night man but we're so happy that you're here a win is a win we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about the good the bad and the ugly but as we said the sacramento kings get a victory lots of breaking news this morning pete carroll out uh in 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 seattle uh Kawhi leonard signs a contract extension apparently there was a bombshell in the athletic today (laughs) we'll talk about that 
Actually, we won't. We've been talking about it for three days. Absolutely not a shot at the individual who wrote the article. That is my man in 150 grand. Uh, but Dilo and KC audience know what's up. We've been talking about that for two days now. Facts. Um, let's start with Domas. Like I, we, we could we could talk about everything else all through the day. We're starting with Domas though. I said like three days ago. Yeah, he's probably not going to score 40 in a game. That's just not his style. Like, he's he's going to find other guys to do it. Well, my bad. He drops 37 last night. Uh, th- Boy, they loved him some triple-doubles, unless it's DeMontis Sabonis dishing him out. 37, <laughs> yep. 10, and 13. I almost fainted last night. Netflix loves him. Netflix do love him. We'll talk about that as well. I almost fainted. Uh, uh, last night, I, 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 I was up way my bedtime. <laughs> And saw uh, uh, Sabonis' 37 leads Kings on the bottom line of the the, uh, the, the ESPN ticker. Like, oh my God, what, what Kings fan hijacked ESPN? <laughs> I don't think I've, I've I don't think I've ever seen that before. Nah, I mean, they are acknowledging him. You no, know? they are acknowledging him as they should. And oh, uh, I'm Damian Barling. The ultimate needle mover. In- He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge there me. There you go. <laughs> DeMontis Sabonis. Acknowledge Damn me. Yeah, straight up, straight up. Um, but getting that acknowledgement that he deserves. I mean, last night, to a certain degree, you put that back, yeah. and I don't care if they're playing the uh, Blind Sisters of the Poor or the Detroit Pistons, don't matter. Get that W. He put that team on his back, 37 points to go along with 13 assists, 10 rebounds, yeah. dominating. Absolutely big-time performance from uh, from DeMontis Sabonis. There's a couple of men of the Sacramento Kings, including uh, your second-year star, Keegan Murray, uh, who Ooh. had a big-time performance. Those guys really kind of led the way uh, for Sacramento. And of all of the different frustrating notes throughout the last little couple weeks or whatever, Keegan is the one, you know, the the the, the kind of ups and downs that I'm a little, I'm just not, I don't care. I, not that I don't care. I'm just not concerned about it. Like it's whatever to me. Mm-hmm. I try to keep, I try to keep the the Keegan Murray thing in like a little bit of perspective here. Mm-hmm. We're extremely high on him. The young man is a phenomenal basketball player. He's also a second year player. Yeah. And I talked yesterday about how I thought the firing of Mike Vrabel was wrong. And I felt like the, the 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 lack of patience with owners and general managers sometimes leads to to to, to rash decisions. It was just my opinion that I was sharing on the, on the variable situation. Yep. That I think happens a lot too with young players in the league. And while I'm I'm certainly not suggesting a rash decision is a have like regarding Keegan Murray. I don't mean anything like that. But sometimes we get quick to criticize the way Keegan is playing, forgetting like yo, it's. Like yo, it's it's all right. Like he's shown enough sign. You, you, it's all there. Like you can see it. We've seen it multiple times this year, on a far greater degree, in a far greater degree than we saw last year. Mm-hmm. I feel very, very confident about what Keegan is. I'm far more frustrated with guys like Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes than I am with Keegan Murray. I want him to be better. I want him to be more consistent. I should say. I believe he can be more consistent. But when he's not, I'm not mad at him. Right. It's just kind of. Be patient. Don't let our 
our 24-7 information consumption fool us. Right. Like, be patient. Let 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 the let the young man find his find his place. So um I I agree with everything you're saying. Thank and you. I think what's gonna come about today when we talk about a, about about a lot of different things is how important is this year to the fans, to the Sacramento Kings? Cause there may be some there may be some things you got to sacrifice for this season to get to to get what you want moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think Keegan Murray being your third best scorer is one of those things. Like you may not be what you want to be this year because you're letting him go through the ups and downs of being a second year player. If you're okay with that, then that's cool. But if you say I'm not okay with that, I need more for this team, I want more for this team than not saying to trade him, but you're going to have to go find that consistent score. third score. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know what that's going to cost you as well. And then like like we always talk about. Like, Ain't going to cost you the, him. The development of, of uh, Keegan Murray mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, that that may be put on the back burner if, you know what I'm saying, if, if – uh, if, you, if, if, if you're if, looking to move forward and, and do things this year, and there's things we'll talk about later in the show where you got to say, hey, how much, how important is this year to you? Is it more important than the next three or four years? Mm. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it does, it's, 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 it's weird. The, the Kings record is better than last year at this time. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's unfair I don't think it's misleading to say it's significantly better. Yeah, what was it? Probably like two I think or we, three games. Yeah, we looked at it. I, I think we looked at it yesterday. What, what days? We looked at it one day recently, and yeah, it was I think plus it was like Monday or something. Like that. They, they, they were they were plus two last year, uh-huh. above five hundred. What did last? What did last night? Plus eight now. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's significantly better. Sorry, Jessica. It. Um, with the comparison to like where they were last year compared to now, is that the right comparison, or should we just be looking at how they left off last season? That's very fair. Say all, it one more time for me, Jesse. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, I see a lot of comparisons, like what they were last year compared to right now. But shouldn't like isn't the comparison more so fair to compare them to what they were when they left off, like when they lost in the playoffs? I guess, like, yeah, what they were at that yeah. time. So no, rather than fair. comparing now to January, and who know, they were January when they to season. January, compare January to. April. Yeah, I, I got you. You're right. It, 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 that, that, that's that's completely fair. With the thought, though, that there wasn't much change right. this off season, right. right? There was no, there was no, you know, young rookie that you had to throw in here. There was no draft pick. You, you, you not to suggest they didn't do anything. You, 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 you have guys you got to work in. Sasha came over. Chris Dorothy, like I get all that, right. but. There weren't sweeping changes. There was no DeMontis Sabonis acquisition. There was no Kevin Herter acquisition, right? Like your your team, the, the core of your team was still essentially the same. Right. So, yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a com- that's a completely fair assessment. So when, when we talk about when we talk, I might about change that. my mind in an hour. So we'll we'll revisit it. When we talk about that, the the pieces and the personnel is still the same, but the the thing that just kept going through my head. 
last night as I saw the Kings give up 47 points in the first quarter. I pray for times when the Kings score 30 points in a quarter, mm-hmm. right? They scored 30 in that first quarter and were down 17, 18. I mean, it was, it was – I couldn't believe it. And the thing that just kept coming to my mind, and I mentioned it to you, Damien, I said, and the Kings are trying to tell us something. This team is trying to tell us something. Like they're lassie. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to tell us something. I'm not sure what it is, but they're definitely speaking to us. Definitely. I don't know what it is. I got a couple ideas. Mm-hmm. I could share them with you guys about what I think it might be. But you don't just keep going down like this because it's just who you are. There's some things going on, I believe, in that locker room. They don't have to be, like, super dramatic or anything else like that. But, yeah, the Kings are – yeah, they're talking to us. Amory, talking, talking, talking to me. Amory, that's a good, that's a good callback right there. Um, I feel like that's a big – I feel like what you just said is a big, like, thread of today's show. Like what are the Kings trying to tell us? What did, what, like we're we you know Kenny and I were were uh, we were out with some with our people last night, yeah. so we you know we 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 it, we actually had a cool opportunity to watch the game next to the Golden One Center. Yeah. We were at the revival and there was hey when how how when does the beam get lit? I was like well they got to win. I assume it's a few minutes after they went. Like I swear the buzzer went off and boom purple light in the sky. <laughs> Because it was kind of like, all right, has anyone has anyone not? You know, it was a pretty good good sized group. Has anyone not seen the beam in person? Does anyone go outside and see it? Yeah. So the thought was, the buzzer goes off. It's like, hey, anyone who wants to go see it, let's go outside. We can see the beam again. Right. We stood up. Oh, look, there it is. <laughs> it's like it's time to the buzzer. Final buzzer. Boom. Purple <laughs> light in the sky. Um, right there for you. But let's 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 come back. Let's because we're we're watching this game. You know, kind of on the phone with with our girl Carrie, big Kings fan, and it's like, how are they? Win- how did they win this game by twenty? Like they were down. To- we w- we walked into our gathering. They're down twenty. <laughs> we they, they they get to halftime, and it's like, all right, all right. It feels like they we got this under control. Going to the fourth quarter, it's a one point game. It's like, what the hell is happening right now? Yeah. And then they won by twenty. Craziness. So we'll dive Craziness. into all of that. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story too that that remind that Good. could be going on with this team. I'm gonna go change clothes because the chat is they're jerks. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get a, chat, a, I mean, an insider. You stand up, you stand up, and you know, I'm gonna you go, show them that tag or something. I'm gonna like go that. get they'll, an they'll insider's sweater so the chat stops bullying me. They'll be, they'll be quiet. And I knew, I knew too. I was like, I look like, I look like Debo. Like I look like <laughs> this. I look like I'm off an extra on Friday. Like Debo's little brother. Uh, we'll come back. Um, what are the Kings trying to tell us? We'll find out. And D'Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's speak on it. Speak on it. The, what I just said during the commercial? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, just, I, don't, I don't like the direction this Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers thing is going. What you mean? I don't like that Aaron Rodgers is using this platform to be a psychopath. Like it's one thing to be a, like I think Aaron Rodgers is a piece of crap. Like that's one, it's just, it's one thing to be a bad person. Yeah. Like the stuff he did with Jimmy Kimmel and then the stuff he he did to backtrack off. Like, why are you going on Pat McAfee's show on ESPN as the quarterback of the New York Jets to talk about some list of Jeffrey uh, Epstein. Why, why, why is that a conversation? Because he's smarter like, than everybody. Well, why are, you, why, why are we doing this? Like, why are you talking about the COVID vaccine? The hell does that have to do with any of this? And now that it's, it's this, like, now, now ESPN has to apologize for what Aaron Rodgers is saying on that platform because they essentially purchased the rights to the Pat McAfee show and Pat McAfee pay, pays Aaron Rodgers to air it during the season. And now, like, there's this kind of, I don't know if there, I feel like, and I could be completely wrong, like there might be this mini standoff between ESPN and Pat McAfee already. And I think, I, I, don't, I don't watch Pat McAfee regularly. I don't think I'm his target audience. But I'm not, like, I think he's very good. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think he, he's done an amazing job building a platform that is his, it is his style, and he has made, a, like, Disney cater to him. That's fantastic. Like, that's what everyone should strive for, right? When in the content creating business, that's what you should strive for. But now Aaron Aaron Rodgers' appearance on that show is now a circus. And that idiot has the nerve there and say, you know what the Jets need to do? You know what we need to do? We need to eliminate distractions. We need to eliminate all the outside noise. Bitch, you're the outside noise. I never heard a single New York Jet say anything except for your dumbass. Right. So you want to eliminate that? Cool, quit. Then it's eliminated, bro. This is you. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't. I don't like this. And now we're going in. You know, I, from from what I understand, he's done. He's done for the year. But now we're going into like an election season. 
What are these appearances going to be like come September, October, and November? And is ESPN, ES, again, I have all the respect in the world for Pat McAfee. ESPN, you're willing to fall on this sword? You're, you're, you're willing to do this. At this time of year, at this juncture of this country and this world, I I just I don't like every day I'm opening up and seeing something about Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with nothing. I agree. I agree with everything you said, man. Like goofy, man. He's, he's goofy. He's a, he's a he's a wild boy, man. Aaron Rodgers is, is it's absurd. Is a wild, wild dude. It's man. ridiculous. And Pat McAfee, uh, I know that's his boy. I know they're friends or whatever. But I mean, I feel like he gotta he's gotta see he's getting used right now. He's getting used by Aaron Rodgers. He he is getting used by Aaron Rodgers, but the problem is, from the Pat McAfee standpoint, I have no idea what Pat McAfee is thinking. I have no idea how Pat McAfee feels about any of this. But every time that dude appears on that show, it hits the news cycle. And I don't, I'm, I don't subscribe to the all publicity is good publicity. Right. I don't subscribe to that. But with McAfee now on ESPN, maybe he feels that way. Maybe it's like, yo, I, this this hits the news cycle. This doesn't just hit the news cycle of ESPN. This hit the news cycle of the Hollywood Reporter. This hit the news cycle of Fox News. This hit the news cycle of CNN. That brings attention to me. That ups my value. That brings attention to my crew here that I'm I'm paying to work with me. Right. Yeah. And like you said, I don't know. And that's how just he, a guess. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out. Like that's, that's, well, that's, that's just definitely, a guess. Definitely, that's definitely what it does. Like that's not. There's nothing to guess about that. That's what it does. Mm. Is he okay with it? Is the thing that we don't know. I feel, and I feel, and I feel like he is. Mm. I feel like he is because I because if, if any because he plays into it. Yeah. Like I've seen enough of it to know that he plays into the whole. He could have. I mean, he could have squashed a lot of this a long time ago. Right. When when I. Right. When he came out and called Kelsey Mr. Pfizer or whatever, mm-hmm. like you could, hey bro, that's not what this is about. Like you, you ain't even yeah. gonna clown him on on air, but just afterward, hey man, that's not what this is supposed to be You're about. Talking like, about debate me stuff. about COVID nineteen, like bro, what, like what, bro? You're literally the last person in America to talk about COVID nineteen still. But to to that point as well, he was doing this before he got to ESPN, uh, McAfee and Aaron Rodgers. Remember he was no, doing no. this stuff before. But see, that's so, fine. So so he. I, but, but, I, I think Pat is probably like cool with it, and 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 and, and I agree. Because I would have squashed it when it but wasn't the, on ESPN. I would have been like, "Bro, we ain't doing." But the that. problem is, ESPN ESPN should have dealt with this then before signing Pat McAfee to the money that they did, mm-hmm. because they're they're you know if if this is a fo- if this is a, a football season deal, do the math. Yeah. This is going to line up to be a really really uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. for ABC, ESPN, and Disney next next season later this year uh let's get back to the kings here kings beat the detroit pistons last night uh there's a number of things to talk about with sacramento kings we'll open the phone lines for you as well 916-909-1320 if you want to get in uh on the convo uh we're happy you're all here with us hanging out uh i'm happy to be the butt of your jokes today for those that are watching on youtube and twitch appreciate you what what do you think the Kings? You said this before the break. I thought you said this beautifully. You said this last night. Kenny and I watched the game together last night. We were just so confused by what we were seeing and what was happening and how it ultimately wound up being a twenty one point game. I don't think it's it, it it felt like watching the game back late last night that it was a lot like the the Pelicans game for the Kings in that it was a twenty point game for the most 
it, it was essentially a 20-point game. But there were a few spurts just out of nowhere that turned it into a 40-point game. Right. And then it turned it into a 50-point game. It felt like there were a couple of moments at the right time that just eliminated the 20-point lead. Like there were three straight turnovers in the second quarter. The Kings made him pay on all of them. I think it was capped off by, you know, Keegan got super hot in the second quarter. And then there was a stretch in the fourth where the Kings just hit the rocket ship and took off on both sides of the floor. Right. And you said twice last night, they're trying to tell us something. I just don't know what it is. You said it a minute ago. We've had the night to to kind of sleep on it. What are they trying to tell us? I'm a I'm a talk man because they're lassie. I'm a talk. What is it, girl? <laughs> what is it, girl? <laughs> I'm a talk man. Darren is falling down the well. <laughs> I think they're trying to. So let me let me preface this by saying I ain't gonna say no names when I tell this story, but. I ain't even going to tell you what team I'm talking about. But I remember talking to a player on a team that had just made deals at the deadline. And I was just kind of joking like, oh, yeah, getting player X out of there, you know, that that just cleared everything up. I was like, bruh, you don't even know. And it wasn't even like, oh, no – like, he didn't have a problem with this guy. This guy wasn't a bad ball player. No, what I took from that was the the months of, number one, speculation of whether this player was going to be here or not. Number two, the player's energy the whole time. Mm. And he was like, bruh, you don't even know. Like, everything is just opened up now. Like, it's great. I thought about that. Last night with Harrison, Herter, and Davion. I don't know how they're approaching the team and all this other stuff. But it feels like it feels like the, the team is trying to tell us everybody's not all in here. And we keep going to these players and keep doing things with these players that you know they they could take it or leave it. You know what I mean? And I think not only is that, we talk about that weighing on the players that are involved, whose names are involved in these trade talks. I think it weighs on the players that are there too. Mm -hmm. Because in a lot of respects, they're trying to accomplish something. They're trying to move forward. And it's hard to move forward if you got two or three guys that aren't aren't pulling their weight Mm -hmm. and aren't committed to pulling their weight. Mm -hmm. Now, Herder, we don't have to speak around it, but Herder, Barnes, mm. Mitchell, they're professionals. They're doing yep. the best they uh, humanly can to eliminate distractions and just be there for their for their teammates. But it's, it's also human nature mm-hmm. that you're probably not going to be as invested as you were if your situation was secure here. Mm-hmm. So what I got out of all that, what I think they're trying to tell us is they're all just waiting for a move to be made so they can move forward. That's what I think. Okay. I I I, I smell what you're cooking. Um Harrison's game log is certainly eye catching. I I actually thought again, 
not being able to watch like the entirety of the game as it was happening, I I thought as I sat down, I th- I, I was I was almost watching for Harrison to get hurt, and I looked back at some. I, I went back to some of James's tweets to see if there was a moment he got hurt. James didn't tweet anything. I went back to Sean's tweets. I was looking for something. There was there was nothing there. Matt George, okay, like, I don't, maybe he didn't get hurt. And then I realized as I'm just watching the game play out, oh, Harrison just – he didn't get the run. And Harrison, of the three individuals you named, and I agree a thousand percent, they're all professionals of the highest level. Mm-hmm. Harrison will always be the one that I'm like the least concerned that he'll be affected by this. I, I agree with the sentiment that there's a, 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 a thought of – what's ahead over the course of the next, you know, 28, 29 days. But I think the other part of what you said is more important and more accurate. And we touched on this earlier in the week that the idea of all in might not exist anymore. Mm. It was a great jump start, right? There, there are things from last season that need to carry over mm-hmm. the beam. Yes. Needs to carry over. <laughs> the your 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 identity yeah. as a basketball team needs to carry over. The idea of all in carrying over, I think, was a stretch from the beginning, because I think meaning the beginning of this season, because I think it's something that you can sit down if you're Mike Brown with your team last year and say, look, not all of us, you know, De'Aaron's been here, you know, five years. Harrison has been here, you know, four years or whatever, or whatever it was. They've been through some some ugly stuff here in Sacramento. You wear a Kings uniform. You know the history of this organization. You know that this this organization is at 16 plus years missing the playoffs. We're not missing the playoffs again. This organization isn't missing the playoffs again. De'Aaron Fox isn't missing the playoffs again. Harrison Barnes isn't missing the playoffs again. And the only way we can assure that that happens is we've got to be all in. Terrence, you've got to be all in. Alex, you've got to be all in. Rashawn, you've got to be all in. Everybody buys into that moment. In my opinion, you can't give that speech again at the beginning of this year. Now, I, I realize how weird that may sound, and then, like, why wouldn't everybody be all in? You've got to find some type of different messaging, right? The messaging has to be different. To a certain degree, this 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 team is a run it back team, right? Like the, the, that's what we talked about. All we're running it back. Sasha, a couple of little acquisitions here. Well, Sasha wasn't all in last year. You know, maybe maybe it works when you message it with Chris Duarte and some of these other guys. No, like I don't think it does because now you have all right success. Now you have as Jesse was talking about how this team ended last year. Yo, we're good. We're a good basketball team. This team knows that they're good. And now it's, all right, so what do we do to get to the next level? Which I think was everyone's thinking. You cautioned everybody on this for months. But the idea was always, okay, well, it's not a success if you don't, you know, you got to win a series now. That's the progression, right? You made the playoffs. You lost in the first round. Well, the next program, you got to advance. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. You pulled up countless pieces of evidence. It's like, it's not, no, it's not. You could certainly 
point to moments where it's where it's worked, but it's not the it's not the book. There's no book for this. If you're talking about a team that has been really good for eight straight years or something like that, like that, it's not first year, first round exit, then second year, Western Conference Finals. Like it's, it takes a little more time. I mean, it, it, like the, Portland. How many times did we ask the question? Yeah. How many times did we ask? Would you rather be Sacramento and not make the playoffs, or be Portland? Knowing you're not going to win a title, you get those moments. You get, you get, you know, you get Steph Curry missing that shot. You get uh, uh, Davion Mitchell hitting that 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 shot in the corner. Yeah. Uh, you 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 get that game six performance on the road in San Francisco. You get those moments. Maybe maybe you get a walk off from De'Aaron, but you're not going to win a title. You're going to lose in the first round a lot. That's the other thing about Dame Lillard. People for some reason don't talk about. Dame lost in the first round a lot. And is Sacramento, this Sacramento Kings team, closer to those Portland teams or are they closer to the Denver Nuggets? I think, think, even though we love the Denver Nuggets matchup, closer to the Portland team. I don't think this is a championship-caliber team right now. Right. So you're going to have to we are going to deal with the the ups and downs as as Matt George said. You're up, you're down. I want to get off this ride. <laughs> this is how Matt George let off his podcast. Like, just let me off of this. This is this, I'm I'm getting nauseous here. There's a lot going on with Sacramento. But I think it boils I think it it, it traces all the way back to the all-in thing that you said right there. Like I that's not that's not the thing anymore. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's a big issue. Um, the question is, like, what are they? What are they going to do about it, right? Like, what what are the guys that are trying to be all in? What are they going to do about it? Are they going to just find a way, like Sabonis last night, just said, "Forget it." Like, I'll just we'll do it live. All right? That's what he said last night. He said, "We'll do it live." Damn thing sucks. Uh, or are they going to... Who is that again? Uh, Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, that's what it was. <laughs> Damn it! That's such a great clip. If you've never seen it, you got to see it. That's an all-timer. <laughs> you know, is is that going to be the case, or you know, are they going to you know, band together? You know, I. it also comes back to the thing that we ended a little bit on earlier, is like, how, how important is this season to this organization? You know, because if this season and progressing this season is really important, they're gonna have some they're gonna have some tough decisions to make. They have some real tough decisions to make. It's not as simple as I'll oh, just trade and get better. They're gonna have some tough decisions they gotta make. But if they feel like, hey, you know, we wanna see this thing for the long haul, we're willing to play it slow if need be, then I say all that to say, might not see any changes. And then what is this team going to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just asked the question. So do, 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 is, is okay. I can attempt to answer it. Yeah. Is there a sense of relief for winning last night? No, no, no. You, you said what's the, what's the team going to do if there's no changes? Oh, um, is there a sense of relief? May, yeah, maybe so. Can they, can they? Can the? Maybe can so. The, 
Are they are they shoop a doop? Are they waiting to exhale? <laughs> congratulations, Angela Bassett, by the way. Always congratulations. Queen Angela Bassett. Congratulations, Angela Bassett, just all the time. Yes, yes. Um there could be. There could be. I mean, hey, there or there's like a uh and it is relief, but like there's a sense of, well, we're here. You know, at least yeah. for this season. So let's let's go ahead, push through as a unit. Um Let's make sure we're doing all we can as a team, you know, because this is this is it. Like we're not traded, we're not being traded, we're not going nowhere. This is it. Let's be the best we can together. So that could that could happen for sure. But I think I think this team is. I think one way or another, this team is waiting for. Um, how do you say like uh, some a, a definitive answer one way or the other. Hmm. You know, either we're going to stay together and we're going to get through this together or people are going to move on. I don't think that's an answer they're going to get until the trade deadline's over. I don't think the Kings organization is going to assure them, like, hey, we're not making any because I, yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. Is that's this it. current group ceiling, is it clear now? Like last year we were kind of deciding, oh, can they be contenders, can they be title contenders? Do we know what their ceiling is right now with this current roster of players? I don't think we do. I don't think we do either. And the reason I, I – <laughs> This this might just be overly optimistic or when this team is hidden, like they're incredible. Like they, there's still there's still an incredible basketball team here. There's still an amazingly fun basketball team here. The problem is they're just so wildly inconsistent. Like KC said this a, a couple of days ago. I don't know why I said that like he's not here. <laughs> you said this a couple of days ago where, you know, the, the, the ups and the downs, the ups and the downs, could this team possibly win a playoff series? Yeah, because they could be up. Yeah. <laughs> they, they could be up when the first round gets here. Right. And, if it, you know, the ball's moving. Uh, Kevin Herter's hot. Harrison's feeling good. Boom. Guys four, are playing defense. Four two series win. Yeah. See, but how often does that happen though? Like Harrison, like well, don't ruin the don't ruin that's my what, point. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, that's like, what I'm how saying. often does that happen now? But, but but here's the thing though, if this this team's eight games above five hundred, right? If it happens one more time and it's around the time of the playoffs, yeah, that's the that's the that's that's the thing. It, there's it's so wildly inconsistent. Crazy inconsistent. And then just you asked the, the question, how often does it happen? It happens enough to be eight games over five hundred. You know what I'm saying? Fair and point. I, I don't I don't know if that's I'm not saying that's that's where I'd wanna well, I'd wanna be eight games over five hundred, but the way they're playing, that's not I wouldn't pick this out to be like, hey, play this way and if you're eight games over five hundred, everything is fine. Like, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't choose that. But there's also a part of me that's like, all right, they're still trying to figure some things out. I'm glad they're trying to figure some things out eight games over as opposed to eight games under. You know what I mean, Captain Obvious there. But, like, you you can try to figure some things out and, and find out who you are as a team and be awful. Like, you could be the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You know, the Warriors are two or three games under 500. They're trying to figure it out. They may be able to turn it up and, you know, Make a play in, or even a six seed, or something like that. Well, they're not. Far, yeah, they're still even with that. They're not far away from the playing because of the way the Lakers are playing right now. Yeah. So, so that could happen, but I'd much rather be trying to figure it out. Yeah. Eight games yep. over with a little bit of a head start already. So you know, who hoping and assuming mm-hmm. 
that you figure it out, you're already eight, seven, six games over 500 when you figure it out, and you can really take off at that point. Well, we're talking through this right now. Like, are they like because they're eight games over? That's fair, but like they're not. Like, there's something off. Yeah, no, no doubt. Because, like, I feel like, honestly, yeah. for me, it's like, there's four guys carrying this team right now. It's Fox, Monk, Keegan, and Sabonis. So you get a good performance from two of those three or, or two of those four, three out of the four, whatever, you're going to be fine usually. But mm-hmm. it's just they're not getting the other contributions as often enough as they were last season. Yeah, I, th- I think there, there, there's a there's, – yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things uh, to take from that. The, the, the way that – the way that the – Stars or just the top four are carrying this team is tough because it's a you know it's a long season and we'll t- we'll talk more about De'Aaron like I I don't feel great about where De'Aaron is at um I I know I and I and I joked it wasn't it 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 wasn't a joke I kind of presented it as a punchline yesterday when I said well De'Aaron just dies sometimes <laughs> during the season but what but 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 taking trying to take the the over the top you know, line out of it there. It does feel like there's a stretch each year. I was like, Oh, De'Aaron looks a little off. And then, you know, last year it was, there was something going on with his foot and you sit and you come back and like, Oh, look, there's the Aaron Fox again. And you start to have to ask yourself the question like this. This is the load management conversation, right? The Kings have played a ton of basketball Mm -hmm. over the last like 10 days or so, 14 days, by the way, second out of a back-to-back tonight against Charlotte. With like with 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 Charlotte's whole lineup out again, so you know what that means, Man. right? So <laughs> it, it, and and it's 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 just nonstop, you know, basketball. And now you 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 throw in the travel factor where maybe you do have to. Hey, Foxy, chill. He had twenty six last night. Right. He in in like, yeah, like ten of them in the fourth. Or he had double digits in the fourth. Right? Yeah, he was the leading scorer in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, Fox was in. Was in full effect, and the funny thing about De'Aaron is, like, he'll look a step slow for De'Aaron, mm-hmm. but De'Aaron a step slow is still faster than virtually everyone he's going against. Right. And like you watch that uh, uh, halftime, that shot he made right before halftime, it looked like he was for De'Aaron. He was slugging through it. Right. He beat two guys in the process and hit his little low in the in the paint little. Floater. I guess it's a floater. A push action. Yeah. Like, it's a bucket. Yeah. A bucket right there for Fox. Yeah, I man, you're 100% right with all that. I just think this team is I'm batting a thousand today. <laughs> Except for my shirt, apparently. Shirt is fire. What is he guys talking what, about? Man, shirt I mean, is fire. Chat's mean. Um shout out to Primo J, by the way. Shout out to Primo J and Zach yeah, if y'all yeah, listening, yeah, yeah. man. Big we appreciate still, y'all. Man. Big ups. Uh, I just true story. It's a quick, 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 quick sidebar. Because hold your thought till we get back. Gotcha. Quick, quick sidebar. I uh, we were at uh, Echo and Rig last night, um, booking the territory, as they say in wrestling, with the with the with the with, the, with, the, with our bosses. And by the way, this is this is this is this is this is a line I think only our crew will get. Like like the chatty house and everybody listening. You know who we are to our company? We're the click. That's who we are. That's fire. Yeah, we're the click. That's fire. Yeah, when when Vince McMahon needs an idea, <laughs> he comes to old HBK and 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 Big Daddy Cool Diesel. But uh, man, Primo J was, we say, was give us a championship. <laughs> hey, we'll run with it. Boyhood dream has come true. Uh, Primo J was out. My man Zach comes over. Hey, big fan of the show. I was like, hey man, that's awesome. Hey, I saw the McLaren outside. Is KC here? Stop I was like, it. Oh, man, stop it. Man, KC. Casey's not here. 
Sorry, man. He, he, had, to, he had to get <laughs> Stop home. Stop it. We'll come back. That That's is the ridiculous. truth. <laughs> it happened. Zach will tell you. It happened. Um, we'll come back. We'll talk much more uh, about the Sacramento Kings. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about Mike Brown, too. And I, and I I don't fault Mike for what's happening, but man, it's just it's just I don't want this many bad vibes out of a win, man. But boy, there was some weird things that happened last night. We'll talk about it. Dealing with KC, brought to you by our great friends over at Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I, I, I mentioned this real quick because it doesn't have any the Kings, but it does have something to do with the game last night. Our man GL says, it's kind of sad seeing Marvin Bagley yesterday. DMP CD. Those are happening a lot, and I'll admit, I didn't really think about it until the very end of the game when he walked over. I think he hugged Domas, uh, and I did kind of feel bad for Marvin. I, yeah. like, I felt bad in the sense, like, it didn't work out. I don't think it's going to work out. Like, I do. Like, it's a, all jokes aside, that's a former number, over two, number two overall pick. Like, I do feel a little bit bad for him that it didn't, yeah, it didn't work sure. out. For sure. I mean, I've said it a number of different times. You said it as well. He's a good man, good young man, good kid when he was here. You know, um, was was never, at least from what I heard in my interactions, never mean or rude to people. He's a good man. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out for him in these first two spots. And mm-hmm. hopefully he gets an opportunity to go somewhere and, and something does uh, click, but yeah, definitely want to see him in a situation where he's just not able to play at all in the yeah. league. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's tough. But you, you know, I not to be, you know, diminishing. He's he's always going to be seven feet tall or six, whatever. It is. Yeah. There's there's value to that he in, the be in the league. Yeah, like ho- years, hopefully he can get a little a little run in the league. Get an and, opportunity. But I did I, I I did I did feel a little bit for him. Hopefully my man has been you know he he had a you know he got a fairly nice contract from. From yeah, Detroit, Frank said he got thirty-seven point five million from Detroit. Yeah, hey, hopefully, hopefully Brody's money, money not everything. No, it's not. That's but hopefully, a lot. Hopefully Brody, hopefully Brody was smart, yeah. right? Hopefully Brody has the right people around him. Yeah. But I, I'm with you. I did, I did feel, I did feel for him a little bit. Yeah, but hey, real quick, uh, while we while we giving out um, uh, shout outs, can I give a uh, shout out to my man Hong over a Phenom mm-hmm. down in Doko? Uh, went into the store yesterday and. No, you know, I was talking to him for a little bit, and he's like, "You sound familiar." I was like, "Yeah, you might hear me on the radio, or whatever." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I was mad at you." I said, "Oh, said, take a number." Like a lot of the, a lot of people are. Well, yeah, I was like, "What I say?" Fine. I cussed Casey out like ten <laughs> times in my head a day, so don't worry about he, it. He was like, "One of the days I was listening, you said you'd take uh, Fox over Luca." I was like, "Come on, man!" I was like. Yeah, yeah, I'd still take Fox over Luca. Luca, bad boy though. But no, nah, man, Phenom. If you haven't checked it out, uh, one of the dopest shoe stores. In you the went city. yesterday, huh? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, well, that's where my car was. Mm-hmm. Had to walk down there real quick. It was probably one of them moments I was cussing you out. <laughs> I, had to, I had to. Well, I don't. I don't have the the uh, the connections in a parking garage like you do. So I got. You talking about? I pressed a button and got a ticket. It cost you, me twenty four dollars. You said a number of different times, like, "Yo, my man's over there to recognize me." Out, 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 out. I've never said that. Jesse hasn't he said? What are you where talking he about? The guy recognizes him. Yeah. Oh no! Hey! Hey! No! 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 I'm cha- where's my challenge flag? Yeah, that wasn't even convincing. You said, I yeah, need, yeah, I want people Jesse recognize me where I, That's cat. That's exactly what you said. No, no, okay. Why do you think I just make things up? You, you, I you, think you, you do. Just say, look, I, you said this. Where would I get that from? I have no idea. <laughs> you want us to let, um, let you in on our secret garage that we park at? No, I know where you park at. Uh, I didn't have to park, park there? there. I didn't have to park there yesterday. I uh, thought you guys didn't want that sure. public. No, yeah, no, that's why I'm saying secret garage. No, Don't say I it know where okay. you guys park. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I park my where I park is fine. I know you it know cost me twenty four dollars, but where I you guys are you know jerks, man. I don't I don't need this. <laughs> I don't need this. According to Kenny, I'll go work at the end. <laughs> According not to Kenny, this was never said. This was I was never asked said. about that at dinner last night. She was like, "Did you ever go back and listen to it?" I was like, "No, <laughs> I know what he said, and in the moment, that's what he said." You're going up to Damon. So what's so bad about the end, huh? <laughs> oh, that's not at all what they said. <laughs> that is not at all. <laughs> she was like, "You really took offense to being told you worked at the end." I was like, oh yeah, hip hop baby, hip hop. Um, I, I I I mentioned Mike. Did you want to? You you were about to. Um, um. No, we can go to we can go to Mike. We can go to Mike. Wanda's <laughs> Conho Anderson was waived. Signed to a 10-day deal yesterday. I think we got the announcement. I don't even know that we announced that on the air. It might've, we might have gotten the alert like right after the show ended as we were leaving. That man played first quarter minutes yesterday. Mm. 
I like the acquisition of Juan Toscano Anderson. I, I, I believe there's there's things he could probably do that are, that are helpful for yeah. this team. He he put Juan Toscano Anderson in the game, but you know they were already down double digits at that point. So clearly, he was frustrated with what they were doing defensively. I'm so concerned by what we're seeing from Mike, and not because I have an issue with what Mike Brown is doing. I have an issue that Mike clearly is looking for a specific style of play that the guys on this roster cannot give him. And he is searching. Cer- He's like that lady in that meme, you know, doing the doing the bit like this. The bees, the bees, the bees. He's trying to find it. And Mike, if you're in Charlotte listening, bro, it's not happening. You, you got to find some. You got to. I, I, I don't. I don't. It's not happening. We've seen Davion Mitchell in and out of the lineup. We've seen Keon Ellis in and out of the lineup. We've seen him start Kevin Herter, then start Chris Duarte, then start Kevin Herter again. Like the the search for whatever Mike Brown is looking for is intense. He played a guy who signed a 10-day contract yesterday in the first effing quarter. Which isn't which that's not again, be clear, it's not an indictment of Mike Brown. It's an indictment of the way the Kings are playing, and it's indictment of the, it, it's it's a it's an exclamation point on the fact that whatever message Mike is trying to get across to them, it's not getting across to them, and he's searching. He is desperately trying to find something, and night after night after night, last night's the case of whether they win or they lose, he can't find it. Does the fact that he tried switching stuff up in the starting lineup? Because, I mean, Dorothy got hurt, so we don't know exactly how far that was going to go. But the fact that he tried switching team. things up before the season even started, does that, like, what does that say? It's concerning. It's concerning because I don't think he, I don't think he buys Kevin Herter for what he wants. So, what I take from all this, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on yesterday. I think, I think Mike was talking. I think Mike was talking. I think Mike was... I think Mike was trying to tell this is just my just my guess. He's talking to that front office a little bit. Mm, okay. Like I what you're giving me isn't good enough. I I need something. I need a JTA type. And I'll go down with the ship because this guy, at least he's he's fighting out there. I'll go down with that. I think that was Maybe directly, maybe indirectly. A little bit of a message sent that, yeah, what you're giving me, what you what you left me with, it. it's not it. And I'd rather this guy that we got on a 10-day, I'll give him the looks. But everything else, that's not it. You, you got to do something for me here. So I, I think I don't, I, I don't know if a move is going to be made. I don't know. Some I told, said it yesterday. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's definitely going to be made. Other times it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen at all. So I don't know what's going to happen. But I do think internally there's some things they can do first. Elaborate. Move Harrison to the bench with Trey Lyles as a starting four. Okay. So another change in the lineup. Yep. This one makes sense. I mean, Harrison did not play a lot yesterday. We've seen this before. This isn't the first time we've seen Harrison play such a uh, relative, you know, to, to to what we normally see, low amount of minutes. Yeah. 
But given all the chatter, the talk, um, trade discussions, all of the things that are going on in recent weeks, it, it, it feels like, okay, this, it, and you know, it could be our own fault, but it did feel, it did feel different last night. Yeah. To feel a little bit different last night that he, oh, wow, they just, they didn't play him. And it does, and I, and I'm, I mean, I, we're Trey Lyles fans, right? And I don't want, what part of what I'm worried about is like, I feel like Trey's really effective. And I don't want Trey to become like the backup quarterback thing where the backup quarterback is the sexiest player on the court because you don't really get to see him very often. Or you get to see him in a specific role, like, oh, they work in that role, right? That's oh, fine. But then it's like, no, you're the, you're, you're, your name's called now. Your name's called out with the fog and the lights and your your picture's on TV on Friday on national TV. Like, okay, now it's now it's different. Now you're playing with different players too. Mm-hmm. Now you're playing against different players. Now the vibe is set up a little bit different. Everything is different. Now you're not walking into a game where the tone is set. Now I'm expecting you to start the game. That could be part of the issue as well. Is he walked into a game last night where the tone was bad? Yeah. They were down, as they've been a lot lately in the first quarter. I I I I'd not I'm honestly, I don't care. If that's what if that if that's the right call and it works, cool. But like what if it doesn't? Do you go back to Harrison? Because my here's my biggest concern. Here, I'll give I'll give you my biggest concern and I'll shut the hell up. I don't think the Duarte Herter stuff helped anyone. Like Herter didn't come out and shooting the lights out. Like again, and, and <laughs> he busted his ass. He was not invisible. Mm-hmm. Kevin Herter was not invisible. But at some point, fam, you're the two guard. You were shooting fifty percent for a stretch of of basketball last year from the three point line. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. But at some point, you got to hit your goddamn shots. Mm-hmm. Like that's that is what you're here for. It's great that you're doing the other stuff, but the idea of doing the other stuff is doing it in conjunction with hitting your shot. Mm-hmm. This this move to Duarte didn't help him, and it did nothing for Duarte. So what if we hit a situation where I I, I don't want to say it, it, it's it's basically the same for Trey Lyles and it's the same for Harrison Barnes. Do you go back? No. The way I look at it, and this may be harsh or whatever the case may be, it can't be. You, there's no way to be worse. No. There's no way to be. I mean, the guy played 14 minutes, put up one shot. At least Herter put up 11. He gave the threat of, of making a shot by shooting the ball. Put up one shot, had one rebound, one assist. Trey Lyles could go in there. Hey, it can't be worse. It can't be worse. Mm-hmm. This guy's not doing anything. Then if I'm in, in they're in the chat talking about would Harrison accept playing on the bench and all this other stuff. I mean, I absolutely, I absolutely believe Harrison would. I think he would, but also like, what leg does he have to stand on? You're not doing nothing. It's another game. How many times do we have to just come in here and talk about he didn't do nothing? We just had one like a week and a half ago against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We did nothing. Trey Lyles don't have to come in and score twelve. Trey Lyles. Get eight rebounds. Move the ball. At least be a threat out there to shoot the basketball. But if he's starting, you don't feel like he needs to be more of a scoring threat? Not they're, they're eight games over with the guy that's doing nothing more times than not in the starting lineup. Okay. Just have a pulse. 
And it feels like well, Harrison that would, has a pulse. That would that would be an improvement at the fourth spot. I can't confirm that, but I'm pretty confident Harrison has a pulse. Is that lineup change one you save for after the trade deadline if Harrison's not moved? Like, do you want to send him to the bench right now? Because, I, like, I don't know if he's in, if they're throwing him out there or whatever for negotiations and stuff. But, like, do you want to make that move now? I don't believe that. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this until uh, I'll say this until the, I. This is not to be disrespectful to Matt Barnes. I just don't believe that's real. I don't believe showcasing is a thing. Well, not if even, a general manager tells me otherwise, then fine. Because if Mike thinks Trey Lyles is the way to go, I think he's going to go with Trey Lyles. And I'm not even like going along the lines of showcasing, but like if I'm a GM and we're talking and it's like you're, we're talking about Harrison Barnes, we're having conversations. You just moved, moved him to the bench. Well, yeah, you're trying to trade the two players that you just moved to the bench. Yeah. But that's... <laughs> like if you don't make the move or whatever. But that's that the league, it. though. Like that's the league. That's the thing with... Uh, you know, players on expiring uh, contracts. When you're dealing with a team, like all of these, like the Siakam stuff, we want a first-round pick. Bro, for what? The hell am I going to give you a first-round pick for? For a dude who might be here for three months? Right. Like, no. It's the same thing. Why would I trade for a player that you just uh, moved to the bench? For the same reason I'm going to trade for a player that's on an expiring deal. We need to get through this season. Right. We We – we manufacture all of these different things in our heads when it comes to trading players, and none of them are real. And, and it's almost like... Um, got to give up a young star. Get the hell out of here. You got to give up a young star for a player with three months left on their contract. Stop it. And in that situation, it's almost like, uh, once again, like, well, you think I'm, you think I'm stupid? <laughs> you think I'm stupid? You, this guy hasn't been a part of anything for, for two weeks. He's been on the bench. All of a sudden, you're starting him. Say, like, oh, well, did you trade right. for a starter? Right. No, right. I'm, right. I've watched the league. The guy's not playing. Right. He's not playing. So the fact that you threw him in a starting lineup now makes me think that, oh, no, no, we we believe in him. We just think it'd be a different fit. Like, like, no. like someone tunes in and Davion Mitchell is playing. Oh, well, we got to go get him. <laughs> like no one checks basketball reference except for us. Like no one has synergy except for us. Right. Like, they don't have a sea of scouts who are watching everything the Sacramento game. Kings are doing. They were at your last five games when he didn't play. The Teams scouts were there. literally have scouts that live here. And their job is to go watch Sacramento and every single team that walks through the Golden One Center. These people aren't as stupid as we sometimes make them out to be. They're watching, which is why I believe showcasing isn't real. If Harrison Barnes with a clean bill of health doesn't play another second for Sacramento from now until the trade, that's not going to influence what a a, a team that would potentially trade for him does one way or the other. Team traded for Ben Simmons without Ben Simmons playing for a year. (laughs) James Harden got fat and a team traded for him. Come on, man. These people aren't stupid. Jordan Meeks puts up. Oh, I know it's going to be a smart ass remark. They Jordan aren't as Meeks. smart as we think either, D'Lo. And he's not wrong. Well, no, that's fine. No, that's that's what, that, that's fine. <laughs> he's, not, he's not wrong on that one. Well, I don't think. Well, I'll, I'll push back on that and say maybe not as smart. They're, everything they do is positioning. The text that we read privately yesterday, some of which we should, that, that, that's, that's positioning. Right. What 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 Sam Amick wrote in the Athletic? It's positioning. What uh, Michael Scotto wrote? It's positioning. That's that's all this stuff is. It's just positioning for who? Right. Toronto, 
Siakam, Sacramento, Zach Levine, Chicago. Everything has an angle. It watch. What's what's next? Uh we got the trade to um NFL draft. Man, you got Chicago with that number one overall pick. How much BS do you think we're gonna hear? It's the Mac Jones stuff. Just multiply that by every team in the league. It's the Mac Jones, San Francisco 49ers nonsense multiplied by 30. That's all it is. That's all it is. And so in in that respect, it's not being dumb or smart. It's trying to get over. No one wants the, hey, this worked out for everybody deal. They want the I screwed you deal. (laughs) They want the I gotcha, pal. (laughs) That's what they want. And... They want to be on, hey, who won the trade a day later? Well, Sacramento got a got a D minus. <laughs> no, I'll upgrade it to a C after they made the playoffs. <laughs> oh, get out of here. These dummies, man. But that's so, all it, it's just positioning. Like, look, when we talk, you could choose to believe us or not. We're just sharing information with you. Mm-hmm. We've been very clear. I don't know what that information we shared with you all week means. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the information Sam Amick shared. I don't know what none of it means. Right. And with Sam, I don't know where that information came from. I know where the information came from with us. I don't know. Yeah. Do what you want with it. Here's what we have. Here's what we can share with you. Y'all put the pieces of the puzzle together. I can't. Because yeah. one thing we didn't do, we didn't talk to Pascal Siakam. Right. Right. And look, and we talk about Pascal. We talk about Harrison Barnes. Ain't talk to him either. Look. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> I, I I got no problem with, with Harrison Barnes. Mm-mm. I would love nope. for him to prosper here in Sacramento. Yep. I would love for it to work. This is we have our jokes about it, but it is far from personal from Harrison. It that sucks that I have to be out here and be like the guy doesn't have a pulse. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in, the, in the same breath, what do you want me to do? Lie what do you to want you? any yeah. of us to do? Yeah, we want us to lie. Like th- this isn't good. The and guy's not playing good. Yeah. It, I would tell Harrison if, if Harrison if he was right here and he had a problem with things. I'm like Harrison, what you want me to do? Like well, this is not okay. I'd ask those guys, what are we saying that's incorrect? Or 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 more specifically, okay, where are we being unfair? Also, I'd also say this to HB. You're the one player on the entire roster that Mike defended, unsolicited. Mike defended. Yeah. Yeah. I and, love HB. And, and, it, and it's, it's also one of those, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I don't get the shot at him. So you just don't do anything? Like, I would, once again, I would just ask, is this okay? And if you say, Harrison, if you say, no, this isn't okay, then we can be like, that's all I'm saying. This isn't okay. This can't continue. This isn't helping things. It's all it is. It's all it is. If If he figures it out, and he starts to play well and get on the boards and do all this other stuff, great. That's one less thing we have to worry about as far as going against somebody or a trade or anything else like that. If he doesn't, are the team just supposed to wither away? 916-909-1320. We'd love to hear from you. This is your show. It's the people's show. Uh, Let's talk to our man, Bill. Bill, what's on your mind, my man? Well, it's nice to talk to you guys. I really appreciate it. Um, Likewise. First of all, 
I, I, I think that some of the King's erratic play might be, might be directly attributed to Brown's erratic substitution uh, patterns. Now, with that said, he was coach of the year last year, and I have confidence in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we talk about all-in and people playing all-in. These guys have to realize that they have to sacrifice and so on and so forth. So with all that said, again, I think their erratic play might be contributed to Brown's substitution patterns, but we don't know if that's right or wrong because the year's not over. Mm-hmm. But Harrison, I mean, who couldn't help but like that guy? I mean, he's been someone that uh, we we appreciated. I, before he signed his contract, I, always, I said, you know, I want Harrison – if he wants to play here, I hope he plays here. And if he's going to do better somewhere else, all the power to him. And I was happy that, that they signed him. But when you go back to last night, with the Kings in, after the debacle against New Orleans, Harrison went in for a, a layup early on, right, right at the beginning of the game, I think, and was fouled. He missed both free throws. Yeah, that was. I, I, now, yeah. I, yeah, well, it, really, that to me, honestly, guys, think about it. I think maybe Harrison's had enough. That was that was tough. Ah, I, I don't, I don't want to go that far. And Bill, we appreciate you, man. Thank you very much for the call. I, I don't, I don't want to go that far. Like, I, I don't think Harrison doesn't like not want to be here. I don't think that's the case. I don't think I, that's I, the case yeah, at I all. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think we're. I don't think we're anything close to there. Like, I, I guess we just have to keep saying this. And I understand part of it is our tone. Kings won last night. Yeah. They're eight games over five hundred. It's just, and it took me a while to get here. I know a, a, a lot of people in the chatty house, a lot of people, you know, in our in the wonderful community that listens to the show, they were there a long time ago. It took me a lot longer to get to. This just doesn't look right. Right. That, like I was willing to like go along. Look, they're winning. Like the, what? What are we talking about? Like, the, sure, it looks a little bit, but they're winning. Now it's like you, you, you guys were right. I was wrong. This just doesn't. It doesn't look right. And I, I had formulated the opinion, and maybe this is a, this is my own character flaw. When they got down by twenty, we had to walk away from the game for a little bit, and we saw at halftime they were. It was a. It was you know they it was they were they were up you know three four whatever it was. My opinion, regardless of what happened next, had formed. Because I saw a lot of the first quarter. I saw a lot of, we saw a lot of them, that that deficit being built. Mm -hmm. I had kind of made the decision that no matter what happens, I think I already have an opinion on this game. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was a one-score game, you know, with 10 minutes left, not a one-score game, it was a one-point game with 10 minutes left. It solidified the way I felt at the end of the first half. And it's that you guys were right, and this doesn't look right. And I do, while I disagree with Will about, uh, or excuse me, Bill, I disagree with Bill about Harrison, you know, maybe he's had enough. I do think there is something to the substitution patterns that guys not knowing their role, right, that always resonates with with me, because Garrett Temple told me that. Like when you don't know what you need to do on a night-to-night basis, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. You could talk about be ready, be ready at all times. In theory, that's great. 
But you could go six games without playing. Mm -hmm. Six games could be two weeks. And then all of a sudden, you're asked to play 20 minutes, and you've got to find your flow within what you're doing. Because when you're playing that many games in a short period of time, you're not practicing a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're you're constantly game ready and sharp with your teammates. I do think that part's tough. I'll I'll uh, I'll 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 talk to you about that when we come back. Could you talk to all of us? Yeah, talk oh, to everybody excellent. about that. Excellent. Yeah. We'll come back. It's Stilo and KC. Uh 916-909-1320, by the way, if you want to get in here. It's Stilo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino, where we will be Friday, February second for our next live show, 32 Brew Street, Sky River Casino. We would love to see you. It is a Friday. Yeah. There is a 430 watch party immediately following the live show. I think it's going to be one of the best events we've done to date, uh, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. It's Steeler 1KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Beamer Benzer Beamley. That's a great play on a on a on a great record. Uh, oh, welcome over. Welcome to the Big Boy Show. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said something there during the commercial break, talking about, and you've you've said this repeatedly. What what you, you didn't really break news there during the commercial break, but you talked about the way this this Kings team is. You know they play good for a stretch and then like really bad for a stretch. <laughs> I'm looking at the, you know, you have the the Orlando game, the hell of a game. You have the Raptors, which, you know, they obviously blew a large lead in that. I don't, I don't work. I feel like that's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, you know, they they, they 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 took some punches there late in the game and and finished the fight and won. Yep. Played like hell versus the Pelicans, and I'd argue they play well yesterday. So. The one positive out of your, your your theory, or not theory, I feel like it's pretty accurate. The the one positive behind your thinking is, I'd argue the Kings have played bad games in a row. Mm-hmm. They're just one and one in those two games, and mm-hmm. most of the season, you know, being zero and two yeah. in that stretch. Because I'm sure there are plenty of positives for Mike and that coaching staff and that roster to take away from last night. I expect that from Domas. Keegan, very, very well. You're not surprised now when Keegan does it. Malik did his job, and while I, you know, while I argued earlier, Fox doesn't look. Fox's version of not looking right is still very, and that's how you won. Mm-hmm. My bigger concern is the fact you didn't really get much elsewhere. Right. Yeah, and, and I would, which I'll is why back. I don't overall good games. So I would, I would, and that's fair. I would push back yesterday. I don't know if I wouldn't. 
called like this good game. It was just a game yesterday. That first quarter was really bad. First quarter was really, really bad. Yeah, but um, the Pistons also, it's always a chicken or the egg situation, right? Like they shot as good as they probably ever shot all year. They, I think at one point. Which was funny. Isn't that exactly what we said what would happen when we were talking to Will? Because Will's like, this team, they're not going to shoot threes. I was like, well, there it goes. They're going for 23s tonight. I think at one point in the first quarter with like two minutes to go or something, they were like 13 of 16 from the field. Like they didn't and I, they didn't miss. I'll, I'll, I'll look. Was it like, I don't, this, this can't be. Was it like seven of nine from three? Yeah, it was seven to nine or seven to ten. I remember seven to ten. That. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Seven to ten. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, is that bad defense or is that – like sometimes you can be left wide open and you still only hit four of ten shots. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's a there's a little bit uh, of, of um, that that plays into how they played yesterday. But I just – you know, I, I, I think that for the most part they play well. They just – they have these ruts in games – for a whole game or something like that where they they just look awful. They just look awful. And is that something that is going to come back to bite them? Probably. I would say that it is. But there's it's again, they're still they're still over. Eight games over. I remember this past weekend, uh we had I was coaching the kids and they won both of their games, won by like 25 in both games. But they didn't play well. I didn't think they played well at all. And I was like, this isn't a whole lot to celebrate. Like, the only reason, like, you guys won the way you did is because these other teams you played were not good. Like, I I would talk to you about how you played no matter the outcome. If you got beat by 20, but you were doing the things that you were supposed to do and you were, you know, playing good as a team and you just were going up against a superior team – I'd say, you know what, you guys played well. We just got to get better skill-wise. Like, these, these guys are good. Uh, the results, sometimes you don't want to get too fixated on them. You want to see how the team's playing. And I think that's what's upsetting about this team right now is, yeah, they won yesterday, but they they left something to be desired in a lot of that game yesterday. Uh, let's hear from you, 916-909-1320, and we'll start with our man, the Serial Connection. What's up, Manny? Orale, di loco. All right, like shut up, man. Home. Shut up. <laughs> Shirk. What do you want, Manuel? <laughs> hey, guys, like, touching on what like, KC just said, hey, uh, no matter what the outcome of that game yesterday, the way they started off just, like, just got me. I, I know they won. I know they came back from that 20-point but that's just, oh, man, it's just unacceptable. Like, it's as much as because Detroit's such a bad team that they were able to come back, mm, right? Yeah. I, I can't look at it totally as like, oh, you've got the grit to come back. No, look how bad that team was. That's part of what got you back into the game. I had a friend literally hit me up when they were up by 20, and he, he's a Detroit fan. He's like, don't worry, man. Give it about five, six minutes, and you guys will be back up again. Like, yeah. Because you you know what Detroit's going to do. You know they don't have the discipline or or the personnel to do to keep a lead like that. And that's just it's unacceptable. I, I'm glad they won. I'm glad it's a W. Right at the end of the day, that's what we need. But the way you've been playing to come out like that, no, nah, I can't get with that, man. I I, I feel you. Um, sorry, did you did you want to? No, I, no, I, I, I feel. By the way, I'll point out our boy's playing hurt today, man. He's 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 dealing with a. Uh, 
Hold me up, Scotty. Right, we we got you. We got you. It's the KC <laughs> flu game here that we'll we'll get you through. Um, I, I I tried to be like I get I get I get Manny's thinking, and I think it's perfectly it's perfectly fair. I tried to be as as I was thinking about this this game, you know, being able to watch it already knowing the outcome. It's like, man, maybe we, maybe maybe my line of thinking was wrong about how to approach this. We probably should be more careful. Like, there are ebbs and flows in a game. Right, we 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 had a, a an amazing text exchange when Detroit was up like twenty yeah. on the Celtics, and the Celtics did what a lot of people thought they would do. Did what you know Manny Manny was just talking about right there. They closed the game out. They won, and the losing streak kept going. And I was like, that's 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 basketball, right? The ups and downs of a game. Game of runs is every the cliche everyone likes to use. And then the only reason I backed away from that and tend to actually to be okay with what Manny said is that the frequency in which we're seeing it. Mm. That game in a in a in a vacuum it's whatever. It's basketball. It's not that big of a deal. That game with the context of the season is just leaving Kings fans shaking their head. You know what I mean? Like it, by itself, I don't feel like what happened yesterday is a big deal. Right. You're up 20, you're down 20. You wind up winning the game, keep it moving, go to Charlotte, win the second night of a back-to-back. In that, that's fine. But when you look at everything else that the Kings have done this year, that's where it's like, yeah, I understand every Kings fan who's irritated with what happened last night. I, I do too. Here's the question I would ask. What do we want to see? What would we want a games over to look like? Now, once again, dominating wins, all this stuff. Like, I get all that. But just, you know, is it the blowouts? It's simply the blowouts that we can't get out of our mind. I believe that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Like, I the the Charlotte game, the, 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 the Charlotte loss at home, that happens in February, barring it being like an incredibly critical piece of a, you know, a playoff race. It's whatever. The Charlotte game had more sting because of the Blazers game. Yeah. And it was like, yo, the, you just lost to a bottom five team. You lost to another one? Right. Those two games, I think, played a factor into people's line of thinking yesterday. And that doesn't even include the fact that you were down 50 mm. on your home floor. Yep. You're taking yep. your partnership with 50 Cent way too far. <laughs> We're down fifty on your home floor. Not the, not okay. The um, they so the point being is they don't want it to look like that, right? No, and I completely understand. I agree. I agree. The the Pistons, if like if you went down the schedule, they probably have a lot more closer games than people give them credit for. Still losing. They're still not a good team. You still should beat them, but they're not getting beat. Like I think a lot of people are like Pistons are no good. You guys should go in there and beat them by twenty, which they end up doing ironically. Yeah. But like that's, you know, how I talk about the NBA all the time. There's a lot of talent. There's talent on the on the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Jay Nivey can play. Yeah. Uh, Bojan can play. I love Jalen Duran. You know, mm-hmm. he can yeah. ball. So there, there's legit guys out there. And I'm say, for instance, I just go to the to their schedule. They lost to Denver by four. The Pistons did. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the 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 Boston Celtics game. That was a game that went into overtime. 
Brooklyn beat them by six. Like there, there's, they're not going to just get beat down every time. Milwaukee beat them by two. They're not going to get beat down every time. Mm-hmm. So like this is the NBA. This is going to happen from time to time. But to what you just said, you combine last night with three or four other games this year and three or four other losses this year. And that, understandably, Mm -hmm. this is what got people like, nah, this isn't right. This is, something's a mess right here. Let's get our man TC in here, 916-909-1320. TC, what's good, baby? What's up, man? What's up with my two brothers? What up, big dog? What's poppin', man? Just, you know, listening to y'all, man. Hey, y'all hitting all fact points. You know what I'm saying? What up? What I do got to say is, though, man, as far as with Mike and the rotations with Sasha, I don't know if this – I know Mike is searching, and I know we ain't in a predicament to be not trying to play people, but I don't know if Mike is, like, trying to hide people for the playoffs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know how teams adjust during the season. Like, oh, let me throw Sasha out here in the playoffs. Nobody scouted him, and he can be, like, an X factor. I don't know, like, why the dude's not getting no playing time. We feel like he needs playing time. Other players, Keon. I don't know. Like, is Mike caught up in the moment? Also, like, hey, Monty, I need somebody else, bro. We got to make some moves. I don't know who to play. Like, I don't know moment or whatnot, bro, because that was unacceptable. I thought we was going to lose that game. Then we got up. I said, okay, man, we won the game. But it wasn't nothing to be throwing flowers over, bro, because we could have easily lost that game last night. Yeah, yeah I have, but, you know, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah they didn't. a lot. Uh, let's get Maddie in here, 916-909-1320. What's up, Maddie? Sub homies, how we feeling? We good, good big dog. Hey man, real quick though, I took the I took a trip to Sky River last night, bro. Hey, nice. nice. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought too. Very good, and, uh, very good. I was feeling good. Felt like a celebrity in there. I was like, man, I know D-Lo and KC, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, That'll get you and, a, a nickel slot. <laughs> yeah. Sat down at the tables and uh, started dropping names. I was like, "Yeah, I know Kenny Caraway, bro." That's what I do. He looked at me. He said, "He said, bro, what that got to do with me?" (laughs) That's what'll get you. (laughs) There's no harm in trying it, though. I've learned that there's no harm in just saying, "Hey, man, I know KC," and you might get a blank stare, but more likely, oh, word, oh man, here, let me get you a drink, dog. More likely not, blank, blank stare. Nah. Well, I was I was gonna open up. I was gonna go to the the cage and open up a line of credit on uh, Casey's name, but no, no, don't do that. Yeah. We don't no. get you much anymore. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> we appreciate you, Maddie. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, 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 Maddie showing love for the sponsor. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it, Maddie. Come through February second. Yeah, we man. We want to see you. Thirty two Bruce Street. I know who won't be there because he refuses to come to Sacramento because he's flying all over the world. Let's get our man Kamara in here. Is uh, Kamara uh, live from the, the – the, does he got the big circular phone? In he, the, he, we're in the it, office right now. We're in the office. Yeah, we're in the office. Kamara, what's good? <laughs> it is a work hour for me. So, See? Um, so he's know, charging us. Here. <laughs> yeah. Nah, listen, um, first of all, you know, I, you know, Damien's returning my text, so, you know, we're on good terms again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bro, see, see, so you know what I thought about Kamara at like four this morning because I knew it's seven o'clock. I know Kamara's up. Like I, I could text Kamara. Y'all don't, y'all have no clue what our schedule is like. And I try so hard to respond. Nah, nah, I, I, I got you, Kamara. You, you, yeah, 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 I got you, Kamara. I got you. And I realized I was like, oh crap, I didn't respond to Kamara's text last night. He gonna be upset with me. I better respond to him right now. Nah, nah man, nah, man, it's all good. So listen, I, you know, I've been, you know, we, you and I have been talking about this the Occam thing, and you know, obviously, I mean, other uh, text groups I'm seeing the chatter online, 
And one of the fascinating things I keep seeing people say is that, oh, well, you know, we don't want a three-month rental of Siakam. And I'm like, mm, why not? First of all, I don't think it's three months because you have a lot of, like, Domas, Keegan, Fox, Monk, and Siakam. That's a bare minimum Western Conference finalist lineup. I'll, I'll stand on that. And for me, you're, talking about, you're not talking about a three-month rental. You're talking about a five-month rental. Mm, you're really and, in on and, that. And, okay. and, and somebody who's going to be playing in your team for five months, experience the, the best, you know, vibes in the Sacramento playoffs. You know, you sign them to, you, you sign them to a max con, uh, to, to a, you're the only one who can sign them to the best contract. I think you take that gamble. Like, he, these guys are, play, are about money. And so, you know, he, is he going to really turn down a situation where he can get the most money? No. So, I, to me, I think you go, you, you push your chips to the center of the table and you make that deal. You know, draft picks be damned because I, I think we over, overvalue draft picks. And, I, I, you know, you can always get more assets. You can always get more draft picks later on down the line or whatnot. But for me, I think you, tr- you make the change if you can do that. Especially you look at this team right now, there's something fundamentally wrong. And it's fascinating to see Mike Brown tinkering with the lineup when last year, same team, and they played the most minutes together. Yeah. And then this year, this year, Mike is inserting them, you know, taking people out, taking people, putting people in, you know, not playing. We, we went and recruited the European MVP. This guy had to touch the court in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just madness over there. And so I think that clearly there's something wrong. You know what? Let's put the chip to the table. Let's figure out what we got to do and insert some energy and new talent in there. And that's just what, where I'm at with it. So, so appreciate you, Kamara. Here- yeah, man. Here's one thing that we haven't touched on that I know James and, and talked a lot about this morning on the 10 to 12 here on ESPN 1320 is the money part. So there's a couple of things in, you know, because cause Kamara said, damn, with the, you know, the to hell with the picks. And in, in, and in some situations, I, I think I'm OK with that line of thinking. Picks, plural, not probably not in any situation that we've talked about. So this offseason, be it Levine or Kuzma or anyone else. I don't think I'm down for that for any of these guys. But as it pertains to Siak, I we believe part part of part of the hang up, the grand opening, the grand closing was this dude says he doesn't he's not going to resign here. He has no commitment to resign here. Given vibes that maybe he's not open to resign here. Maybe we would make the deal but we're not including a pick. We'd be willing to do a rental trade if that's what what and we'll as, as we've talked about on this show all week, we'll roll the dice, but we're not going to include that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to include a pick in addition to everything else we're including. We've talked about that for three days. Before athletic articles, before who pipes articles, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But the one component we didn't talk about was the money that follows. Mm-hmm. You come in here, you win, maybe Siakam's excited. Maybe he loves the Sawyer. Maybe he loves Tiger. <laughs> Everybody loves Tiger. Yeah. Darling Avery, man, he's out there yeah. all the time. Him and DJ Abs kicking it hard. Yeah, Abs yeah, won. Yeah. But with the max money being what you're looking for, that really sets the Kings up for a difficult that that really makes it difficult for the Kings to fill out their roster moving forward. I didn't get an opportunity to examine James Ham's whiteboard that he had in here earlier, 
But I did get like a peek at it and saw that those guys were going over it uh, on the show as we were doing some of our other work earlier. And that's just a component to all of this that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, and and I we, I know we talked about it a little bit on Monday, and I understand what James is saying. Like I get where he's coming from, but there even with the mid level, like you'd be able to get a, a player in, so you're not completely losing out on everything if Siakam moves on. Um, I I understand completely why somebody wouldn't do it, and. I don't know if I was really like pressed, like, hey, it's here, make the deal or not, if I would do it. But I think I got a little bit more consideration for it than others do, even if he's saying, like, hey, I'm not going to resign. I don't want to be in Sacramento. I think, you know, it got a little more specific about Sacramento. He doesn't want to be here. I'd st- I think I'd still roll the dice, man. I really do. I really do because what you have isn't working, and you take an opportunity on a guy – that you you probably won't even if you if you tried to trade who would be in that trade potentially around the league yeah. you probably wouldn't get a guy better than Siakam at any point. Okay, I I, I don't disagree with that. The, the, the Siakam's a good ball player. I don't and and, and I'll, I'll say this. I guess it's related or unrelated. I, I don't know. I don't think Siakam's a max player. At the, I don't. I don't like at this stage. Either, yeah. Like go go, to go going on thirty next year. We're talking, you know, potentially a five year deal. If he signs with the team that trades, I, I don't know how I feel about that at all. Yeah. Um. And that's actually a lie. I think I know exactly how I feel about. It. I don't like that. Right. Um. But I. It, it feels like we're in this. We're we're, we're almost entering like starting quarterback stages where if you're a good ball player, you're a max ball player. N- no, you're not. Right. You got to negotiate a contract. Right. And what does the league look like for Pascal Siakam? I truly have no idea. Remember Rashawn Holmes was getting paid until he wasn't. <laughs> right. And that's what's, what's the thread for What's the theme for today? Messaging. Mm-hmm. The messaging is out there. I want a max deal too. I want an NBA max deal. I want a Shohei Atani deal mm-hmm. from 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 Stacy Kaufman, and I'm not deferring any of my money. I'll take Yamamoto's deal, Stacy. And neither one of us are getting it. <laughs> we can put all the messaging out there we want to. We ain't getting that. Right. What is 11:40 going to pay D'Lo and KC? That's that's where it starts. What's 95.7 going to pay D'Lo and KC? Yeah. What's KNBR? Now 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 you set the market. What's the market for Siakam, dude? I have no idea. No clue whatsoever. But trading for a player that you think you're going to have to pay hundreds of million dollars, if you if, and, and if you're all in, like if, if you're Monty McNair, no, this is the guy. Right. This is, this, is, this is the difficulty with Siakam and the contract. Does Pascal Siakam make the Sacramento Kings an NBA championship team? The answer is, has to be yes. Yeah, because that's your last move. That's it. And so you saying, I'd be willing to part with the pick. In most cases, I would be. Siakam, I'm, I think I am. I think I would be. I'm not sure because I don't, I just can't wrap my hands around what we're hearing uh-huh. and reading. But 
I agree with the idea that there isn't a better player to trade for. But what if we don't package all of these guys together? Huh. What if you trade, and I'm sorry to these, but what if you trade Harrison for someone? Then you trade Kevin and Davion for someone else. Yeah. It could. And you're, you're believing in, and, and, and to me what that says is, maybe you have some, maybe you have some issues with this team. But you believe in De'Aaron, Domas, Keegan, and Malik. And you're going to that's, – that's it. That's who you're with, and you're going to find the right guys to complement those guys. Yeah. And if, and if that's the way you're looking at it, if you're looking at it where – and I'm not saying it like it's a wrong thing. I, I completely understand it. But if you're looking at it where that's the four guys, then there's no urgency to make a move. You know, you you do things in the off season, or you get the right minor pieces around those four guys to improve your team, and that may be the answer. That may be the answer. I know earlier I said, and Tyler uh, in the chat got upset saying, "Isn't working." You're right. I'm not saying it isn't working. They're winning games, but we we're 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 looking at this thing, and I don't think anybody is is confident that this is a a team that can win multiple rounds in the playoffs, and that's what I mean by isn't working. They're winning games. Like I said earlier, eight games over 500. I'll take that in trying to figure things out as opposed to being five games under and trying to figure some things out. But there's holes and there's chips in the armor, chinks in the armor that we see that that isn't working and that we need to improve on. So I I could see their line of thinking saying Fox, Sabonis, Murray, and Monk, those are the guys. Those are the guys, and we'll find pieces around them. And if that's the case, you don't have to take a gamble on a Pascal Siakam. And then the question comes back. Who that is? That could be Who, who are we talking about? That could be a Caruso type. Maybe, yeah, maybe it is. You know? I Like I said, I'd still try and be trying to figure out what how the Wizards feel about Kuz, what they're really willing to give up for him. Anyone else on Chicago? Uh, Zach Levine for sure. Uh, Demar Derozan. I just Demar Derozan is, is a great player. I love to have him. I just don't know how he fits. But maybe that's, you can find a way to make him fit. That's another expiring. I don't know what that costs you either. You know, but doesn't feel a, like it would cost you as much as they're asking for Siakam. Oh, it couldn't possibly. Yeah, it would, that's what it feels like. That felt really disparaging to Demar Derozan, but no, <laughs> like quick, it couldn't. But like Demar to, Derozan's at the end of his career. Before we go to break, who would you ish. take between the two, Derozan or Levine? Um, I probably, I'd I probably take if you had to pick one. I guess I probably. Uh, I'm taking Derozan because you can sign Malik right in the yeah, offseason. That's, that's the X factor for me, like because I think um, there's a part of me that's like Levine, be here long term. It's all good. But that leaves it leaves uh, Malik in question. So you can get DeRozan, probably get some production this year and get better. Maybe sign him, maybe not. But it still leaves you open for for Malik. Martin. I think I do the 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 DeRozan trade too. Something about th- th- two things. The Levine money makes me uncomfortable, but I I just been encouraged to keep our eye on Zach Levine. Mm. So that's 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 I, what we we'll do. I'm I don't know how the math works. I have a I have a Malik Monk related question too. Okay, okay, At, yeah, because I'm not I'm not as worried about Levine's money and 
everything moving forward as others are. I understand why though, but uh, Zach Levine came to the it. Kings. I'll, I'll be like, let's go. I'll pull it. No, I, I, I got you. For, I, I got you in that sense. We'll, we'll have Zach Levine's exact numbers, and I, and I'll, I'll throw this Malik Monk thought at you okay. uh, when dealing with Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Gotta change this guy. I sent some stuff to Jesse. We I know, got, we got I stuff. I meant to do it over the break. Some other stuff to do too. Some other, some other beats too. I, I meant to do it over break. And I focused all on KSFM. So my apologies to, to ESPN 13. It's all good. You, you guys are my baby here. 1320 yeah. already forgotten. Wow. 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 <laughs> Did you see that text that uh, that Bobby Jarrell sent? That uh, he ain't sent it to me. Uh, tweet. Excuse me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in it about uh, Gary Gerald's father used to call games on 1320 before the Kings got to Sacramento. What a coinky dink. Uh, from Bobby Gerald, hey guys, thought you might get a kick out of this. My dad used to work at KCRA. They had a radio station as well. It was 30 a.m. So 19 years before the Kings arrived, my dad was calling a game on 1320. He included an ad from 1966. Follow the action of Camilla City Basketball <laughs> tonight with Bruce Lockie and Gary Gerald on Radio KCRA 1320. This is amazing. That is crazy. I never knew that. G-Man has never done anything called basketball <laughs> and auto racing. It's a legend right there. I listened to boy, my my, my man had the uh he had he had the uh in between the shives last yesterday. Who? G Man. Oh. Yeah, I was listening to well it is <laughs> what? what it is. What? What it is. Like what, I, I I was listening <laughs> to King's radio I network. It, I had it on my phone yesterday. I did that too. I'm a team player. I did that too. <laughs> I tuned well, I, I pull up that game I know, on ESPN. I know, next how, time. I know how I'll be. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hold you to my beat. Sometimes you don't feel like the connection and all this. Just put the game on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've all done it. Never said it out loud. <laughs> G-Man's a legend. I'm going to listen to the G-Man. Not very often. It's the only thing on that goddamn station worth listening to. <laughs> oh, Rob W., you're right. What, what, what <laughs> are you doing with him? What are you doing with him? <laughs> yeah, but whose side is You guys are idiots. You guys have been jackasses all day. All of you. Shout out, G-Man. I support G-Man. What are you, what are you doing with him? <laughs> I got to say, the new sound you put on the board, that's A1. That's a great word. That's a great word. <laughs> oh, I wish Cat Williams. I didn't do the Cat Williams joint yet. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for when it does come off, but he said something. It was hilarious. <laughs> the visual is is fantastic, but yeah, we go, we're gonna get that one uh, onto the board. But uh, Bobby, thanks for uh, tagging us in that. That's pretty cool. I had no idea that thirteen twenty a.m. used to be Radio KCRA. No clue. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. Uh, now we're ESPN thirteen twenty. We got D'Lo and KC and the Insider. So how about that? Um, Charles Barkley's funny. Charles Barkley on the Aaron Rodgers Jimmy Kimmel situation. I'd have punched him in the face. <laughs> Well, there's enough video evidence to show that Charles probably means that. Uh, I have a Malik Monk-related question. Okay. You think they've talked at all about next season? Maybe not 
Monty calling Malik aside, but maybe Monty calling whoever he needs to who represents Malik and saying, you know, I, I don't know what, saying, getting a feel, hey, what do you guys, you know, where where are we at right now? How are you guys feeling about where we at? Do you think that call has is, is taken place? Um, when you first asked that question 10 seconds ago, I was like, I don't know. And then when you break it down a little bit and I think about it a little more, it's like, you have to. Like, they had to have talked. Like, you, you have to if you do. I would think I so. Feel, I feel like if you're doing your job, like, it's the discussion you might have had last summer. Is it fair to mm. say that at this point, Monty should have a pretty good idea of where Malik's going to end up? Whether it be the Kings or somewhere else, just kind of you got a player going into his um, he's not lame duck, not the right so word, but it's like hard. contract year or whatever. Yeah, and you got trades to make, championships to try to contend for. Like you kind of have to have an idea. Of that, so right? I'm, I, it's I've never actually thought about this part before. Like how do you approach that if you're Monty with Malik's represent representatives? Mm. Because you do, you, I feel like you have to have some sort of conversation. And I'm going to speak for Monty McNair mm -hmm. on behalf of all Sacramento Kings fans <laughs> talking to, I believe it's, I, I believe it's Jeff Schwartz. Uh -huh. Hey Jeff, we have every intention on signing Malik Monk to as much money as the collective bargaining agreement allows. Uh -huh. How are you guys feeling about Sacramento? How are you guys feeling about this impending off season? And start the conversation, you know, I, I don't know that it's as simple as that. It's certainly not. But I think when you have a cap on a dollar figure, you don't have to be goofy with this. You don't have to overcomplicate things. Malik is extremely important to what Sacramento is doing. Anyone watching this basketball team recognizes that. It's similar to a LeBron James contract. Mm -hmm. LeBron, you, Rich Paul does not have to negotiate a LeBron James contract. If LeBron is coming to play for you, LeBron is going to play for you for as much as the collective bargaining agreement will allow him to play. There's no negotiations. There's no like play that you have to do there. With in in this particular situation with Malik Monk, I don't think it has to be overcomplicated. Of course, I don't have to manage the salary cap nor the rest of the Sacramento Kings money. I think when you get into penny pinching with a player who can make significantly more money leaving Sacramento, I think your offer today is very clear. We will sign Malik Monk to the maximum contract that the collective bargaining agreement allows us to sign him to. Where are you guys at with that line of thinking? <sighs> yeah, that's exactly how, how it should go down. I was pausing because, Jesse, do you think the the things that we've heard as far as why these deals haven't gotten made tells you what you need to know about the conversations they have and how they feel about bringing Malik back? Yeah, I think I think if um if Monty's holding on to him, I think I think like I said, I think it I, I think it's Fair to say, Monty probably has a decent idea of where Malik's at. Like Malik probably hasn't told him, "Yes, I will resign." But if Malik te is telling Monty and the Kings, like, "There's a pretty good chance we're going to see what happens." There's a good chance I'm not giving up Malik if I'm Monty. Yeah, not at all, not at all. And, that, and that, what I mean by that is we go into, you know, some of the things where they say that the Raptors wanted uh, wanted Malik Monk potentially in a Siakam deal, 
And if that's the case, and that's where the Kings kind of walked away from things, that should kind of, it should tell you and it shouldn't tell you, to be honest with you. Because it should tell you like, yo, yeah, that's a no-go. We're about to re-sign him. There's no way you're getting him. Yep. But it could also mean, yeah, we're not giving you him when Siakam's about to leave. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if Siakam was staying, maybe we could have a conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's about yep. to leave. Like, we can't lose both of them for nothing. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. Worked myself into a shoot there. I don't know what that. <laughs> it was very. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what good. that could be because it could. Like I said, it could mean. Yeah, we coming back. He's coming back. Well, we're Kenny means back. by that for those that don't understand the lingo, he actually <laughs> talked himself into getting frustrated with what he was saying. I see the point that he's making yeah. though, because if Monty's like, yeah, we're like he's off, not off limits, and I think any player's available for the right price. But if he's like, no, nah, we're not giving you Malik. We're holding on. To, like, yeah, I think Monty has a good idea. Like, he's probably going to be sticking around. Because as much as like everyone loves Malik and his, his impact, like he is a player, a I, free agent at the, in the offseason. I agree to a certain degree. I don't think that's the case with Siakam, though, because of what Kenny just said. Right. I'm not losing. I'm not losing my shot at both of them because there's a. I I I, I I'm 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 hesitant over. Oh, man, they won't give me a clear cut answer. There's room, man. New Orleans told me they're going to give him 25 million and. You know, Monty's not going to fall for the okie doke. He's not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. But at the at the same time, it's like, am I going to lose Malik and Siakam in the same breath? Right. Absolutely not. Right. Now, you don't trade Malik Monk. Nah. But if you did, it would not be for a player whose contract is expiring in 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 five months. Right. Again, I'm going to repeat for those who missed it. You don't trade Malik Monk. But if you did, yeah, it's not for a guy whose contract is expiring. So, like, if if Malik's representation, I'm not saying I did it, but if I did, here's how: <laughs> strong vibes, strong, strong vibes. Right? Not going to say his name, but his man, initials. Well, hey man, I won't mention this guy's uh, name. I'll give him his initials. OJ, OJ. Still, still haven't figured out who he was talking about. We haven't heard from Mitch in a while. He called like in. Um, weeks. he called in earlier this week, but I don't think we were able to take his call. Call back in, Mitch. Call back in. Um, I don't even think Mitch actually listens to the show. <laughs> I think he just called. He was like, hey, wait, hey, do the one KC you're on. I'm going to call him. <laughs> That's right. Pull off from his router or whatever. Let me call the guys real quick. Yeah, so, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me pull over. Let me pull yeah, over real quick. Yeah. Um, Can't wait I bit for my Mitch dog Big. yesterday. I don't know. Yeah. So, Mitch Big Ten calls next year. going to be fire. <laughs> um, but to, the, to that point, though, if if Mal- if Malik's representation is telling you it's fifty fifty, and Siakam is telling you it's three percent that you would sign, mm-hmm. you can't trade Siakam yep. for Malik. But if Malik's representation is telling you it's fifty fifty, and just throwing a name out there, Washington says yeah you could get Kuzma, then you may have to think about it. Does that make sense? Kuzma Malik in a deal for Kuzma? Yeah, I would do I, it. I, I hear you. Yeah. But- you- that that's looking for stability is what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, right. that's more yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more digestible than the other scenario. No, that doesn't happen. Right. But that's the that's what we're talking about. That's a that's a more digestible situation than Siakam. Mm-hmm. But still, uh even that doesn't happen. Uh before I <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's a name that's right. been the Kings have been connected to where I'd trade Malik for. No. Right. It, unless it's Giannis. Yes. Jokic, Joel, fine. We'll sit that's, at the table KD? and talk about it. Will we take KD? 
Kawhi. Well, Kawhi, 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 Kawhi ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he's secure. Three years, uh, hundred and fifty million and some change. Uh, speaking of, oh, whoa! I was looking at a couple of things what? during the commercial break. Career earnings for the former number 13 overall pick of the 2014 NBA draft, one Zach Levine. Anyone want to get in on this? Bless you. I'm always down to play. I never back down from a challenge. I'm down. Hey, I ain't, I ain't never scared. I'm trying to get, you know, I'm right now I'm at 500. I'm no, you're up. not. You're you're 0 and 2. I respect it. Kenny's always ready. Get back up. Let's see yeah, if we can no, get a win the next time. You're 0 and 2. See, if I was eight games over 500, my poor play wouldn't be that much of a concern because it's still eight games over. Right now it's two under. So I'm the Warriors. Let's make this a little spicier. Zach Levine has played 10 seasons in the association. Okay. However, he has three years left on his deal. Let's include those three years. Zach Levine, former number 13 overall pick in the 2014 NBA draft. His peak will occur in the final year of his contract at $48.9 million. When that season is completed, Zach Levine will have played 13 seasons in the National Basketball Association. Kenny Caraway, you've yet to get on the board okay, we don't have in 2024. What the hell is that on? It's tell the tape. Jeez, that came out of nowhere. You are up first. I'm going to say... 13 seasons. And all is said and done. 13 seasons when it's all said and done. I'm going to put Zach Levine at $316 million. $316 million. Shout out to the rattlesnake, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, hell yeah. Jesse, 13 seasons. The peak will be in the final year of his current deal in 26-27 at $48.9 million. Career earnings for Zach Levine. We're going to go $330 million, boss. $330 million. Kenny Carraway is on the board in 2024. Let's go! Let's go! When all is said Stop and done. Stop playing with me! Stop playing with me! I'm him! I'm him! You can't, I'm him! You can't do that with your first win in like a month. But it's, it's I'm good. I'm standing on business over here. I'm him! Stop playing with me. You ever you getting excited over a single? The ESPN standing says Jesse last ten nine and one. It's about, that's about it. That's we about need a new right. season. That's and, and that's correct as well. Uh, Jesse is up two one in twenty twenty four. Should the Sacramento Kings acquire Zach Levine, he would be owed forty three million dollars next season, forty five million dollars the the following. We're gonna round up because it's like a. $400 difference, a $46 million season. Mm. And then in the 26-27 season, that is the $48.9 million that we referenced. $301.5 million is, for Zach Because I thought I went a little high because on that second contract, I think I went 120 and it should have been 80. 
Wasn't that what the second contract was? 44 for 80? That's the one that what's his name match or the offer sheet that they had to match. It was like that wasn't the last one. Right? That, no, was that, the, was the that was the one before. Yeah, it was the one before. Whatever, man. I'm him. I'm him. Okay. All right. Will you relax? Will you? St- well, I don't even have to do that <laughs> no more. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so Casey's on the board in pocket watching for 2024. Uh, that money made a lot of uh, Kings fans in the chatty house nervous, though. I mean, that money don't matter to me as long as you can sign Malik money. Yeah, if you can't sign Malik, ain't none that can care away. Well, it's not that, but if you if you can't sign Malik Monk, then yeah, that's an issue. But yeah. if you can, I don't care if you make one hundred forty million a year. How close? If everybody it, is here, then it's cool. How closer do you, does it get to get you to a title this season, though? This season, yes. Like you got Levine, Fox, Monk, Keegan. Some I think you're. I you, think you, you're. No, I was gonna say you close out the game, and you can answer this. Close out the game with Fox. Monk, Levine, Keegan, and Sabonis. Mm-hmm. If you think if, you. Like, if you mm-hmm. think it gets to the finals this year, don't you kind of just have to take the risk, even if um, like you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like you risk losing Malik Monk, but if Monty's like, I think this team gets me to the finals this year. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't. Mm, you you got to find a way to make it all work. Mm. Malik's got to be a part of what you're doing moving forward. I agree. And I just the, and the we, thing the thing I'm completely hung up on is that's what we want. Maybe it's what Mal, it's what Monty wants, but is it what Malik wants? Not 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 does he want to be in Sacramento? Not does he want to play with De'Aaron? Who's offering him the most money, and what's the breaking point? So then I'll ask this question: Could Zach Levine be looked at as Monk Insurance? Could be. Yeah, absolutely could be. But the thing is also you're trying to build a, a, a championship contender. You, How much better is Zach Levine than Malik Monk? Uh, I think he's slightly better. Some of it has to do with uh, size and things of that nature. Um, well, it's, no, no. See, I, no. I, I, hey, I hey, didn't say hey, anything. Hey, 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 he let, swapped and you caught that. I didn't s- and you caught that. No, sir. It's 10-yard penalty. Holding. Repeat second down. You weren't going to call that until he missed the shot. <laughs> I just ran into the locker room right now. That's what that was. <laughs> Kenny about to turn into Darko over here. <laughs> oh, Did you notice when Dar- in Darko's tight, because Jesse and I both noticed this, that Darko says Scotty Barnes almost exactly the way that you do. <laughs> it's literally the same that? thing. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I got to get the clip. You're listening to D'Lo and KC <laughs> on KIFM, West Sacramento, ninety-eight point five FM, Carex QHD two, Sacramento, ESPN thirteen twenty, always live on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> Let me find my man Darko over here. Darko was letting them have it last night. Do, to that, to that question, though, Jesse, are we sure that? Levine is better than Monk. It it depends. Like, can Levine get me at least twenty five per game on this team? I mean, it it is a little dis. I I I love Malik Monk. You you guys know that. It is a little disrespectful to Zach Levine. He's a two time All Star, gold medal winner. It's one of those things. Damien said I think last week where you mentioned like Porzingis. That's like a deal that at first seemed like a six, but it turns into a ten. Like on the surface, the Levine deal feels like that six deal. 
But I can see the potential where it does work out. Yeah. Does the defense scare you guys at all? No, have you seen this team play? I'm just saying, chat's pretty torn so, up on the defense. Okay, so. we're talking about defense. Okay, that's fine. The, 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 let's 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 do let's do that for a second. Everybody's worried about Zach Levine's defense. Everybody's worried about Kyle Kuzma's defense. Okay, let's do that. Who are the Kings acquiring that turns this whole thing around? Some who are the say Caruso? Who? Okay, so the Kings don't give up fifty to the God blessing Detroit Pistons if Alex Caruso is here. I was. Just I asking need a somebody for the to chat. say that. Say that to me out loud. The Kings don't give up fifty to the Detroit Pistons in a single quarter if Alex Caruso is here. Well, what player is going to change the way this team plays defense? Since huh. Stiebel's been pretty popular, I'm out on that guy though. Monty, lean into it. All right, Mike. Sorry, buddy. This didn't work. You, you're gonna have to be an offensive coach, dog. <laughs> We're going to have to get Jordy a raise. We Jordy's the offensive guy, right? Or is that Jay? Jay, Jay. I mean, Jay's Jay. the offensive guy. Give Jay a raise. Give Jordy Lean a, into it. Give Jordy a raise, too. Danny we got more Fortson. work to do now. No, Jordy's leaving. Danny Fortson. Oh, Danny Fortson. Jordy might be leaving. I feel like he will be. He's, he's, he is um, – you know, Doug Christian. I don't care. He's credentialed enough to leave like he can, but I don't know. I don't know if the job's going to be open. It's Draymond. Trade for Draymond Green. Well, let's 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 stop that at all costs. Listen to Darko. <laughs> Specifically, the Scotty Barnes part. Twenty-three free throws. About the free throws. You... Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank yep, you, Doug. Oh, this is good. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. Twenty-three free throws for them, and we get two free throws. In, in the fourth quarter, like how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes? Who <laughs> Come on, I- man. Come on, man. You telling me that didn't sound like Kenny Caraway two years ago? <laughs> Kenny, do it real quick. How's possible is Scotty Barnes? <laughs> Scotty Barnes? Yeah, that, 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 that? That, 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 Darko <laughs> didn't know it. Darko, a big fan of D'Lo and KC over the years. He's been with us Shout since day Darko, one. Shout out Darko, man. Shout out Darko. <laughs> that man was letting him have it. Did you did you hear Evan Turner try to say something about that? No. Evan Turner was like, yeah, this rant um, <laughs> wasn't as good because of his accent. Said, Evan Turner, shut up, bro. Have you heard your podcast before? Hey. <laughs> Evan Turner might be one of those things where he like, you know, you speak and you think you sound different than you sound to everybody else. Yeah. Evan Turner, stop. I'm not even I'm not gonna talk about the man like that. I'm just gonna say to stop Evan Turner. Evan Turner since um posting an apology on his IG live. Oh, hey. Whoa. Uh oh. Well, we got some? Not Kings related. Is oh, don't do that. Nick Saban's <laughs> retiring? Oh. Oh, that's big. Oh, Wow. We seen yep. we seen two icons got that? go. Nick, yeah. Two two icons go today. Two icons. Two legendary. Two Hall wow. of Famers. Wow. Nick Saban is retiring. Nick Saban is seventy plus years old, right? Yeah, I think he I, is. I, I assume so. Wow. Oh. That's big time, man. Yeah, that's a huge story. That is big time. 
six national titles at Alabama. He's got seven all-time, doesn't he? Because he won one in LSU? He did. Yeah, he got seven national titles. We talked about the greatest coaches of all time yesterday. I mean, it's, he's the greatest college coach of all time. Agree. His time with the Miami Dolphins was not great. Well, J. Cole, nobody's perfect. I am not going to coach the Alabama football team. Oh, that was tough. Pound for pound. Greatest coach of all time? College is different. I can't. I can't I, he's in the discussion for sure, but college is different. College is different. How do you do it, Mike? I like Soren. Saban's going to Michigan. <laughs> That's really how college sports works. I'm not mistaken. Off the top of my head, I think they went nine and seven one year, and then six and ten, and then he was out of there after that. I could have it mixed up, but with your boys, yeah. I mean, they look less like crap than they did before. So, I mean, there was a difference for a little bit. Uh, David wants to do pocket pocket watching with Nick Saban. That's almost impossible. Yeah, all that Nick money. Saban, to, it, uh, all that money we don't money. know about. The least amount of money he made was on his contract. Yeah, f- facts. <laughs> that man hasn't paid for a car in multiple decades. Dude probably hasn't paid for, like, internet. He probably doesn't even know how to get a hold of Verizon. He ain't paid for a <laughs> cell phone bill. Y'all don't realize, when you're in them them places, you don't pay for nothing. Oh, man. Absolutely nothing. Saban and Pete Carroll also going out at 72 years old. Both of them are 72. Both. Wow. Two, He's a hell of a coach. Two, two icons, man. Yep. He's a hell of a coach. You're Dion moving to next, Alabama. Dion to Bama. Hey, part of me thinks like a lot of the recruiting issues that Dion is having in Colorado is because nobody believes he's going to stay there for a long time. Isn't that basically what college football based like it is? Is recruiting is like the biggest part? Like if you 100 percent, like yeah, if 100%. I'm Michigan or whatever. Like if I think like if you think Dion can recruit is like that's not as easy as that, but he can be an option, right? Yeah, I mean, you've got to recruit the right guys, um, you know. But it, you know, the 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 waters open up a little bit when you're in Alabama. Yeah. That's where you have to be like a a, a peak, you know, recruiter. Because now you you talk about you're, you're talking Bama. You, you're in that SEC country. Right. You've got a lot of options. Yeah. Um, that's why how recruiting will be so interesting for these pack formerly Pac-12 schools. Like how how do you recruit now? I don't know. You're going to be on national TV every day. Yeah, but yeah, you're recruiting against Michigan. Better start recruiting some linemen. You can't win, Rocky. That's facts right there. Uh, We'll come back. We will talk. Man, lots of lots of breaking news today. We did the Pete Carroll stuff. uh, Nick Saban retiring. uh, Kawhi Leonard resigning, and the Kings beat the Pistons. It's all major news here. Big time. Uh, and the Kings back on the floor uh, tonight. I think Will Z joins us. Yep, Will Z joins us when we return. Uh, James Ham coming up at 3. Lots more Kings coverage ahead here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Appreciate you, Will. See, Will appreciates me yeah. today. And like, it's cold but, out. And look, don't don't let this man fool you. That is not an old flannel. Stop. 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 Got it at Old Navy. They, they're, they're, they, you ain't cutting down no trees in that. Not, not nothing that expensive. They, I think they've taken this new oversized thing a bit too far. I feel like I put this thing on. I was like, yo. Was that a large? Oh. It's a medium? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Yep. I like, give me a toddler size. <laughs> Man.
man. I was like, do I look silly? I'm like, no, nah, I look great. <laughs> then the chatty house started, and I was like, well, maybe I don't. Um, no, don't let chatty house tell you. I'm about to choke on an almond. Y'all go ahead and talk. Whoa. Well, uh, Will Z, let's talk a little boxing here on the 13th round. All right. No, I'm fine. I'll just go down with the <laughs> ship here. Goodness gracious. Let's talk about gracious. Tim Zoo. No, well, as long as you put it in the title of the video. I love Tim Zoo. 20 minutes in, they haven't even talked about Tim Zhu yet. That's what the commenters would say. I can't lie. I get a kick out of those every time. I know you do. Uh, our man, Will Z, WillZStats.com. Will, uh, we haven't spent a lot at the Kings play tonight. Second night of a back-to-back. They'll take on the, again, shorthanded Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Will, what would you think about, I didn't get to follow your tweets as much as we normally do last night uh, with these 4 o'clock starts, but what were your... Uh, what were your takeaways from <laughs> What were your takeaways from the first quarter of last night's game and what were your takeaways from the rest of the game? Man, oh man. Just such a wild difference. I mean, so I put this out after the game, the advanced ratings from the first quarter, Kings had offensive rating 103.6, defensive rating 167.9 for a net rating of negative 64.3. Then you go quarters 2 through 4. Offensive rating 136, defensive rating 82.9, net rating 53.1. So it's literally two different stories all in one game. And it's just the epitome of the King season. I think in in a single game where they came out slow, to me, I know that the Pistons hit their shots, but I think that they were getting really good easy looks because of the Kings' lack of defensive uh, tenacity i think that they got to the paint pretty much as much as they wanted and kicked out got really good looks from three it's not just that they hit tough looks it's that they so easily generated those good looks and i don't know if it's the group that's out there all the tinkering that brown is doing it's just Mm. the first quarter problem kind of stuck with me where they won easily but you're not going to come back against most teams when you're down by 20 18 whatever it was to end the quarter like the pistons will let you in other teams won't let you back in that game yeah no that we literally have seen that like <laughs> kings down mm-hmm. 20 they stay down 20 they, they don't usually or go, go down 50 or go down 50 yeah they stay down uh stay down <laughs> um the the matchup against the pistons they clearly didn't hit the shots they hit in the first quarter but do you think mm-hmm. the defense improved in that in that game with the Kings, or did they just stop hitting shots? I think so. I think the defense improved, just tightened up a little in terms of not letting them get those drives and the easy kick-out threes. And also, they took care of the ball more. The, the, the Kings were so sloppy in the first quarter. They had, like, three or four passes just, like, over the head back to the top passes that the Pistons – seem to just get and take and get easy transition buckets. So I think them getting more crisp on offense led to better defense. And then they just kind of got in the passing lanes and used the Kings use fast break points to kind of get back in the game. One of the things that I really liked, Damian, we talked about this yesterday, was they didn't just start chucking up threes. They stuck with their game plan of going inside, getting twos, and kind of working the long game to get back into it. Yeah. Which I thought that was a really good takeaway from from that aspect. Yeah, a stat that we, we, we've we neglected to mention so far. We haven't done a lot of, like, dissecting of last night's game. More talked, like, big picture stuff. 
Kings scored 131 last night. They won the points in the paint battle, 82 to 46. They dominated. That is such a, a, a an incredible Sacramento Kings stat. They wound up shooting 13 of 33 from three, and I know this is in our notes somewhere. I think they only hit like two or three in the first half. Yeah, two it threes. Uh, yeah, I think it was they two. Had three threes in the first half. Three. So that's such a it's that's such a turn and still and and and, and to me the, the and I and I guess this I guess you know this is where we should Detroit Pistons or not we should be a little bit more positive about what the Kings did last mm-hmm. night when you put those those two components together you know they they didn't hit your your you know your threshold KC of 15 threes mm-hmm. but hitting three in the first half, putting up six, you know, I think it was 60 points, close to 60 points in the first half, finishing with 131, winning the points in the paddle. They they scored a lot of points in a completely different way than yeah. they normally Which do. Which is something we haven't seen from them this year very much. They were so good at that last year, of uh, finding a defensive weakness of the other team and kind of exploiting it. But this year has been so much on the three. I mean, you look at just the restricted area, they were 31 of 38 for 81.6% last night. That's won a ton of shots at the rim and a fantastic, like, incredible percentage that you'll take on any night. And it's just something that we haven't really seen as part of their game plan going forward this year. So it's seeing that Detroit doesn't have the capability to stop them inside and just spamming that over and over and over again. We talked about them going up against the Hornets about a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. What do you what do you see with this team? Obviously, still dealing with some injuries, but they got Scary Terry. Scary Terry's yeah. he had another monster game the other night. They lost to Chicago, I think, in overtime. But I think he had thirty eight in that game. He's a guy that right now is in a zone. You got to be aware mm-hmm. of a oh, guy yeah. like that. Yeah, his last five games: thirty two point five points, seven point three assists. 3.5 rebounds on 51.9 uh, from the field, 44.2 from three, 96.4 from the free throw line. Oof. He's doing everything on the court. And when he gets on a heater, he's he's like a real heat check player. And we saw it kind of come back to hurt the Kings last game. And it's something that I hope when he starts to get going, maybe throw a blitz earlier at him and kind of take him out and make someone else beat you. But he's got the nickname Scary Terry for a reason. Yeah. Um, Looking at tonight's game, did you draw back on the game from a couple of nights, from uh, you know, t- t- a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was, uh, to put this together? Because this Charlotte, you know, I, you know Kings fans hate this. Charlotte's not good. You know, mm-hmm. Charlotte was the second of the bottom five teams, the two bottom five teams that yep. the Kings, you know, the Kings lost to. The numbers couldn't have changed that much from when these two teams played a week ago or ten days ago. But what was it that, what was it that actually torched the Kings that night, or what was it that Charlotte did good that night that wound up sending the Kings home with a, with a very frustrating L? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What stood out to me was what the Kings did so well last night against the Pistons, they were just terrible at against the Hornets and that's scoring inside. It's the game they shot as a team 21 of 39 in the restricted area. And that's the game where Sabonis himself was 10 of 20 inside. He had 21 field goals in the first contest against the Hornets. 20 of them were at the rim. 
and the hornets just they swarmed <laughs> to have a little pun. I see you. I see you. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had ten blocks as a team with Bridges having two, Nick Richards two, Terry two, Nathan Mensa had two, and Nick Smith Jr. So they were as a whole team very um, good at protecting the paint, and it felt like it got to Sabonis. That's one where he kind of shook his head and coming down the court where it felt like he was missing some of those bunnies. But so for me, I'll be looking at can the Kings do a better job at scoring in the paint tonight, especially Sabonis, who is coming off. He shot 14 of 16 at the rim last night. Mm. And on the season, he's up to like 70% in that area. So mm. he's kind of getting his groove back inside. So are we going to see that performance or are we going to see the same type of performance the first game against Charlotte? See that dunk that he had too, you know, Jalen mm-hmm. Durant. I want to see a little bit more of that. A little more. Don't yeah, listen. listens. He does listen. Don't oh, Domas yeah. is a deal on case the guy. We need to send him some merch. <laughs> That's right. He's he's starting to dunk a lot more, like yeah. we like 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 we demanded. Throw it down, big man. Yeah. We normally, I'm I'm glad you brought those. I, I think I said on this show it might have been this week. You know, Domas he's not gonna go out there and score forty. He's not gonna do what De'Aaron mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm an idiot. He scores 37 last night. Uh, he winds up taking 21 field goals. I don't think we've – I can't remember a time we've seen that, just the the volume of field goals he's mm-hmm. he's taken. Was it the matchup, or did things just come easy for him last night? Like, was there a particular thing that you thought stood out from him working on, uh, working on the inside, or was it just a favorable matchup with Detroit? I think just a good matchup, and the whole team realized it. So yeah. they're – Feed no him. one can stop Sabonis. Yeah, so make, make him. him fat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was his season high in points, season high in field goal attempts, uh, tied um, for season high. And he didn't even. He only had four free throw attempts, which is great. He made all four. Hey, hey, hold on, man. There we go. Listen, hey, hey, I'm talking about. Hey, <laughs> but it was just him being able when he finishes in the paint it opens up so much for the offense and it's why he can have the huge nights where he does with both points and assists. And he's just kind of able to impact the game in so many different ways. And another thing that they did so well last night was the pick and roll game. Mm -hmm. Sabonis had 13 screen assists for 28 screen assist points. Uh, For reference, the Warriors lead the league as a team with like 11.7 and 27.9 or something like that. So he had such a huge game in the screen game where I'll be looking at that. He's been a little down in those numbers lately. Can you get him going with more screens and help, especially Monk? They're so lethal in that two-man game. And more Herder with some pick and rolls with Sabonis. I'd like to see more of that too because they were so good with that last year and it feels like we haven't seen as much of that this year um De'Aaron Fox are the numbers yeah. bearing out like uh that just his percentages might be down or whatever but are is he getting the same looks is he getting the same amount of attempts up every night or are, are they bearing out that he hasn't been maybe as aggressive uh as of late yeah let's see um his numbers were I mean, he had a sneaky great game last night. 
yeah, a very he, quiet thought he did 26. Like it, he didn't he didn't jump off the screen, but when you look at his numbers, I mean, he was 4 or 7 from beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. 10 of 19 isn't bad at all, 26 points. And that's where my yeah. question is. with Double the, digits in the fourth. Yeah, my, my question with the aggression, um, because we all think there's something, you know, kind of off with him. Uh, mm-hmm. Are we seeing a dip in the, the shot attempts or something like that? Is, is he being a little passive due to maybe not being 100%? Yeah, it's really just the Pelicans game with the three points. He had 10 attempts in that one. But after that, 19 last night, 10 against the Pelicans, then 20, 22, 25, 23, 20, 26. So in the last, it's now six-game stretch where it's been kind of a little down. Um, It's not much of a difference in terms of attempts. Uh, The turnovers have gone up, which is tough. That dunk last night where the ball just kind of slipped out of his hands was so interesting. That was wild. But, yeah. (laughs) So in terms of just total numbers of attempts, it's about the same. His three-point attempts have gone down. Last night he had seven, but before that, four, three, and five, which is pretty low for him on the season. It feels like he's not taking as many pull-up threes especially. It's like one to kind of test it out, and then that doesn't go in, and he doesn't really go back to it. It's just what it feels like. That's just a, a feel. Yeah. yeah. In Charlotte tonight, we got a swing stat for this one? I don't yet. Still looking for one. It might end up just being that kind of restricted area scoring just since the Hornets shut them down so much last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably end up going with that. I like Will's swing stats. Yeah. I always keep an eye on him once he, once he puts it out there. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me, let me stay tapped in. All right, I was well, glad last night that we didn't have to get into the free throw game very much. I'll, well, I'll tell so you this. Nervous. I'll tell you this, Will. I got really nervous in that first quarter when they started hitting threes at the rate that they were because that's the mm-hmm. conversation we were having on this show yep. about how they shoot threes, and that's how – Bojan. Like, lit them up. Yep. Lit them up. I was like, goddamn, Will's the S-wear. Like, <laughs> Will's, Will's one more remark on the show away from getting thrown off forever. <laughs> gonna jinx everyone just yeah just night. team setting new career highs whenever <laughs> will z brings their name up yeah well just Eight don't and t- tell us how hornets are right now that's all we need just oh, hey man that, team. it's a great ball club 820 deceiving yeah i you yeah throw the record out when you look at uh the tape y- you do even with oh, yeah. nine guys uh uh out of the game that? including our and honestly even DJ with Washington. when guys are out guys are playing hard like end of the bench guys that don't normally get run like, they'll play hard uh, to try and earn some minutes when guys get back. Like, they're looking for their lives out there. So, you know, you know, this that's why you can't take it for granted. This day and age, man, with social media and people having access to every single second of every game, they're not mm-hmm. really allowed to take, like, to dog it out there. Because mm-hmm. somebody going to yeah. find it, yep. post it, and that could be, you know, the definition that's, that's, of your yep. career. Yep. So, you know, these guys – they're trying to find playing time or even the superstars like you dog it you're gonna be put on blast and i I think you see less of that because of it yeah man i just looked at the charlotte box scores they're one in 13 in their last 14 games yeah who's the one will come on man you want to guess no just it stands out like a sore thumb if we don't talk about it it w among the else just ignore it just ignore it come on Appreciate you, Will. Thanks as always, man. We're just tapped into the Twitter account for the swing stat and everything that you got going on during the game, man. Thank you. 
Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care, Will. All right. It's our man, Will Z, right there. Uh, shout out to Mike and Tony. Uh, having a little idea of how this, this show works, uh-huh. I looked up and saw that they, they had a, a, a segment on, you know, thoughts on Nick Saban retiring. Uh, they which called means, them like, yep, come like, back. Hey, hey. <laughs> come back. Uh, we got to do the show live, guys. We got breaking news. Yeah. Normally, this show, it's not recorded like, it's kind of, I think they call it live to tape. Uh-huh. Where it's like it's recorded, it's one take. The commercials are work, like everything yeah. is just recorded like it's live. Right, and I think it airs maybe an hour later around that. Um, but looking up and seeing that Saban started the show, it was like, oh, they called the they called the guys back. They had to do it all over yeah. again. At the at the very least, they had to do that first segment. All yeah, over they did. Again. Yeah, they did. Shout out to Mike and Tony. Man, I mean, and and then one of the other things going on that that we didn't talk about. I know we've been locked in with the Kings, but Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll out in yeah. Seattle, man. Yeah. And you know, this is this is a guy that has been a thorn in my side as a 49ers no? fan for I don't know how many years. I really don't. I can't even keep track now. 13, 14 years, and. um He's a How many thorns coach. do you have in your side? Uh, a lot of them were Seattle Seahawks. colors. <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks, uh, the Dodgers, no. Lakers, the no. Warriors. I'm sorry? Yeah, too many. Too many. The who? Okay. Lake Show. Yeah, the Lakers. Yes. I don't like them. I, okay. I don't know. Uh, Beamers, Benz, and Bimley, Beamley, you know, the first time you listen to this show, I don't like the Lakers. Don't no, listen to what no, these people are talking about. BBBB knows you're a big Laker fan. He doesn't like the Lakers, of course. Let's. Stupid. He loves the Lakers. No, I don't. Okay. No. Lake Show. BBB, don't listen to these guys. That's going to be his name now. BBB. Beamer, Benza, Beamley. Beamer, Benza, Beamley. <laughs> That's funny. That's fire. That is funny. I'm on track. Yeah. Um, yeah, Pete Carroll, man. I was. So, did we settle on what we thought happened? Was this Pete Carroll's idea? Uh, I haven't had we, an opportunity to follow they say up he's as staying much. in the organization. I th- I th- I th- go ahead, Jesse. I saw a quote from a reporter. I think it was from his press conference where he's saying like he he fought to still coach, but he gave a press conference. I don't know if he gave a press conference or a quote, but um, it was attributed to him or whatever that um he still wants to coach and stuff. Oh, but it's just, so they pushed him out. So I so so okay, okay. So I just went. to He did give a press conference. Oh, wait, what is this? Okay, Pete. I'll just read the freaking article, for God's sake. It's pro football talk. Pete Carroll made clear Wednesday it was not his idea to mutually part ways with the Seahawks. I competed pretty hard to be the coach, just so you know, uh, via video from the team. Yeah, that's Uh, the quote I saw right there. Carroll said in the postgame news conference Sunday that he planned to continue coaching the Seahawks. He reiterated that on Monday – on his radio show. Two days later, the Seahawks announced that he will move on to an advisory role. All the advisory role means, I would think, is they, it's a, it's a strong word, but I don't know how it's inaccurate. They fired him as the coach, mm-hmm. but they'll continue to pay him based on his contract. Well, John Bull said it, not me. It's that Alvin Gentry role. Well? that, that uh, Who was the other one? Tyrone Corbin was the other one who was like that? Did Tyrone Corbin get an advisory role? Somebody, uh, uh, dang, bro, hey, chill, man, you blinded me with that watch. But uh, still, chill, bro. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm not gonna. I noticed show. it. I'm not gonna. I noticed it. I didn't yeah, say anything man. though. I'm I noticed to do it a earlier show too. Here, man. Yeah. Chill, 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 chill. You, you know it too. Look at. No, this yeah. is fire. <laughs> I saw this that earlier. I don't want to say no, anything. This, this this joint is fire. <laughs> this is the one. 
trying to do a this show over here, one. man. Damn. This is the one. <laughs> um, but James will know. James said, what are, it's either Tyrone Corbin or Keith Smart. I think it was Corbin. I feel like they all around. got paid. Oh, they all got paid. But a couple of them, they're like, we ain't going to pay you to just be gone. Go hang around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's bottom crazy, line, though, this man. is from my this is from Florio. The bottom line is the team wanted to move on and Pete Carroll went along with it. That's that's crazy, man. I, I much like you felt with Vrabel, I didn't think Pete Carroll needed to be Absolutely let not. go. Absolutely it is time to not. move on from Pete Carroll. That's kind of crazy. Bad job by the Seahawks. I, I don't know how you look at the Seahawks and think like because I'm assuming management just was done 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 with them. Like how you think he didn't get the most out of this team the last two years, too. Yeah, I, like he could still coach. Yeah. I mean they overachieved, didn't they? I think so. A lot. Of, I mean, you had people at the beginning of the season saying they were going to win the NFC West. Um, okay, that's never, their fault. I never, yeah, I never the, believed the, in the, that. You said they were going to win the NFC West? Yeah. The division with the 49ers yeah. in it? That's I mean, their fault, dude. I mean, that's silly. Nick, Nick Wright was out there saying it. I know how people well, feel about Nick Wright, but well. he said the Seahawks. But he wasn't the only one, though, so that's why I'm not I'm not going to just go crazy on him. A lot of people were thinking Seahawks were a sleeper, all this other stuff. They missed the playoffs by one game. Um, I didn't think he needed to be fired. You give him at least one more year. That's my thought. Sorry, I, I found an article. I, I, I did not see this this morning. Well, it's because it wasn't posted this morning, dummy. That's why. Pat McAfee wisely distances himself from Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I thought you, yeah, I thought you, he, he made that announcement earlier today. I thought. I did not. You mentioned, you mentioned it, that the season was over. Wait, what, what, what did he announce? He's not going to be, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be on the show no more. See, now, I, I said for the season. Yeah, yeah, the yeah that's over. That's, right. they're trying, not trying to get over, but like. He's not banned from the show. He'll be back next year, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. the impression I got. It's just yeah. the, next football season when it begins. You know, when when football seasons end, guys can change sides. Mm-hmm. Like like if you're paid to be on a station, and the football season ends, <laughs> if you're paid to be on a station to cover football, and the football season ends, your your deal <laughs> ends, and you can appear on another station. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not I'm I'm just saying like that can happen. I've heard I've heard about that. Yeah. Could happen. Anywhere on ESPN, on Pat McAfee, on on anywhere. I guess I guess it was wise for Pat McAfee. Oh yeah, no, he's not coming back on. Till week one of next year. <laughs> he's not coming back on. I feel like he appeared during the offseason, didn't he? Like yeah, what? he did. Because he, he did the crazy. the darkness retreat. Yeah. He was talking crazy. By the way, uh, I bet other, that idiot went to like Hawaii or something. Probably so. Just didn't turn off the turn on the lights in his hotel yeah, room. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, like Draymond, just being in the man cave for two days. Well, okay, Dad. <laughs> Dad, please, I want some cereal. Can you please get up here? <laughs> Dad, we haven't eaten in three days. We thought you were gone. Come, come feed us. <laughs> Real quick, uh, football note: uh, Sacramento's own Burbank stand up Terrence Mitchell signed to the 49ers practice. practice oh, right on, Terrence Mitchell. Yeah, love that. Ter- Terrence Mitchell, early early guest of D'Lo and KC. <laughs> Friend of the sh- acquaintance of the show. Acquaintance of the show. Yeah, yeah. Terrence Mitchell, great guy. Great guy for sure. Uh, so is James Ham. He'll join us uh, when D'Lo and KC return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Hey, real quick. You guys talked a little wrestling. You can get rid of this break. one, too. This, this one got to go, too. Well, With all due respect. This is, yeah, it's, just, we got respect. Yeah, it's just got to you know, go. It's, it's what it is. Um, did you guys see that um, 
I don't even know what to call her. We'll just call her Sasha Banks. They're talking about she's going to be in AEW. I've I've heard that. Yeah, they she, need something bad. They they teased. She teased something on her story of her in front of a picture of Hunter like a, a week or so ago. Mm. So I think that's Sasha Banks or what's it, is it Mercedes? Mercedes I think is her other name. I can't remember her other name. Go back to the WWE. I mean, I don't want the AEW to like fall off the face of the earth. I want them to be around, but yeah, Sasha should go to. They got to develop their own stars. All right, Sasha's a WWE star. They got Adam I Copeland think. now. Really? It's Edge. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, why does that name sound familiar? <laughs> oh man, that's terrific. Yeah, they the. the it is. It, it did kind of chuck. Like they, a big pay per view match was essentially Edge versus Christian. Jeez, and so, they, and it was great. Like they did. They did a terrific job. But it, it, in the end, it was Edge versus Christian. We're talking too. It's what saved the pay per view as well. Oh, that's little, not true. Well, that's what I saw on Twitter. That's what I saw on Twitter. I thought the I, end was terrific. I feel like they had a little buzz on Twitter that night. Yeah, with the with the with the Adam Cole reveal, I thought that was terrific. Yeah, yeah, people were talking about that. It was a- MJF also, is solid. They also showed when when Edge and him missed the burning table. Well, that yep. <laughs> shout out to the guy that was still selling it too. They got to stop doing that stuff, man. <laughs> Did you gotta, see that? They got to stop doing that dumb stuff. Did you see that video though? Of him missing the table. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the sale afterwards. Buddy, you're fine. Hey bro, you missed it. We all saw it. <laughs> like, just grab your back. We, yeah, you're not on fire. You don't have to do the stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> oh, man. I just don't, like, you guys don't have to do this anymore. Stop lighting stuff on fire. Stop throwing people through tacks. Stop hitting people with barbed wire baseball bats. Like, stop it. That's what they feel they have to do, though, I guess. Just get, a, get, get some stars. That's about it. That's what you got to do. Get some stars. MJF is a star. He is. He he's, is, he, absolutely. And I, mean, I wonder if he's Would going you, to WWE. <laughs> I would hope he stays. Because that's, that's a star that they created and developed. Yeah. I don't want him to stay. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they you don't want to see Ricky Starks under, under the big boy lights? No, because once again, I don't want AEW to go away. I want them to – the only way they're going to make it is if they create their own stars and build them. So if Ricky Starks and MJF leave, like – He's not going to create another. There's that one guy that Chrysler's. I can't remember his name. Eddie. Uh, Kingston? Uh, yeah. The New York guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't get into that dude at all. Yeah, I don't get Has it. He's got a big buzz, though? Like, he had a really good play. Like, he has a great story. And it gave, it gave you, like, a little investment into him. And I liked it. But I started to see things. Like, they do stuff that, you like, you just... I saw him do something that Austin did in 96 where there where he, the Stone Cold character is getting together and he's talking and he looks like off into the distance, like off camera and says, stop counting me down. I'll stop talking whenever I want to. Mm. It's like, oh, you've never seen that before. Yeah, he did it. And I was like, bro, that's that's what are you doing? Yeah. And maybe it's not his fault, but it's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. That's dumb. We've, yeah. we've done this before. And get it, I, I understand everything is recycled. Right. Recycle and Jesse repackage. I might not have seen that, though. Yeah. Can't confirm. Haven't seen it. See? All right. You saw it. Uh, by the way, are the are those uh, that one tag team, are they still there? I don't know what the that means. The one that uh, Ones were, yeah, no, Casey alley to you? No. I don't know. 
I'm not. I'm not talking about that. What's their name? Carol Call. No, I. No, seriously, I don't think they have a crazy name. No, Do honestly, they? I don't know their name. I don't know their name. Those guys. Yeah, we could just call them those guys. Billy <laughs> Billy Guns guys. Billy Guns guys. We'll just call them that. You know, Billy Gunn is the like acclaim, six, You know, Billy Gunn's like sixty. Really? Yeah. He actually, looks pretty good for sixty. He looks great for yeah, sixty. Yeah, really good for sixty. Does wrestling hit a peak? Like since Absolutely. whatever the last 20 years, 30 years. Like Oh, yeah. It's, it's hit a decline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. I got to be If it wasn't for Roman, I don't know how much I'd be watching wrestling. Yeah, he, like. He saved it for, I don't know, five years for me. The, the, the ability to consume wrestling right now is just different, and it causes you to be less invested. Mm-hmm. Like when I can watch a three-hour Raw in 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm a big social media clip. It's hard right? to get as invested. Yeah. Um, Roman, this is four years, like you're invested in that. Cody, you're a year and some change in here. You could be invested in that. The Rock, it's the peak that you're talking about. You can be invested in that. Yeah. You know, some of this other stuff, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm consuming it in short. I don't, I don't know. I don't know it as well. Like, I, I've, I've, I've grown, I've grown to really like that dude Gunther. The Intercontinental. I've grown to like yeah, I. I kind of like his style. He, he has like a like I get his like I get the personality that he has, and I'm starting to see he's got a unique look. Like he's long. He's not. He's not like really big. Yeah. Like he just has this like he he's like long and almost he's almost like Kevin Durant. Like he's just <laughs> like the, the long and lean. It's just a really unique look for the company, mm-hmm. and but he's he's really good in the ring, and I think his character is solid. Mm. And that's a guy at first I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't care. Did you see uh R Truth on Monday? Yes, I absolutely he, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm saying right now, he's a Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer. A hundred percent. Arguably the funniest the funniest dude to ever like be in wrestling. <laughs> when he started CGI himself into the judgment day. It was so good. You see where he was talking to the judgment day? He's like, Yeah, you guys jumped me in. I'm glad I'm in, but you guys that was a little personal, it felt like you guys went a little too far. There's some great like like TikToks or reels that you'll come across of like R Truth's greatest hits, where he's like, uh, "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna win the Fatal Four Way," and then you got like Kane, like, "Bro, you're not in it." He goes, "Wait, I'm not in the match." No. Oh, my bad. And then leaves. Like it's so dumb, but it's funny. Oh, he did. He did that uh, something like that with Brock too. Where like, um, he says he's in or whatever, and Brock's yeah. all, uh, "I'm in too" or whatever. Paul Heyman announced him, and Archie was like, "I'm out." He says, "He said I'm gonna be the first to, uh, what was it? He, uh, what is the word that they use when they're entering the Royal Rumble? Declare for the Royal yeah, Rumble? I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what word. Undeclare. Undeclare." I'm going to be the first person to undeclare for the Royal Rumble. And he j- leaves. I love R Truth, man. <laughs> I do, too. And in uh, and, and R Truth, like I see R Truth doesn't age. What is he, like 50 something? Oh, man. He's at least, yeah. he's at least at 50. At least that. Still kind of ripped and everything. Because he was in TNA in 2004, I think. Oh, my God. That dude. R Truth, 51. Yeah, that dude. He, he, he's a legend, man. And, and there are some people I remember, they're like, man. Should be like an R Truth man. He he doing the dance out there, and then oh, like man, that's but funny. but look the same people were like. Then I actually like I interviewed him. It's like nah, he's just a funny guy. Like he's not doing a dance. Mm-hmm. He's just literally just having a good time out there playing his role or whatever the case may be. 
Good vibes. I've read like no one can make Vince McMahon laugh the way that R Truth can. <laughs> I read that somewhere. I don't know where I read it, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but dude, Matt George brings up a good one where he he's cutting this promo with Brock and Paul Heyman in the ring, and he's talking about how he's gonna he's gonna win, and he's gonna he's gonna yeah. I'm 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 gonna take you out, Paul Heyman. <laughs> He got Brock to break a little on that and, one. Yeah, he did. And Paul's like, what? And, like, Brock's, it's so good. It's so good. James Ham's going to join us in a minute. We'll ask him what his favorite R-Truth moment is. R-Truth hilarious, man. That dude funny. Hey, before, um, I remember this game. You remember this game? This is, like, the coldest game ever with the Vikings and the uh, – and the Seahawks in the playoffs? Oh, yeah, a couple, a handful of years ago. Yeah, now it's probably like 10 years ago. But, yeah. This, was it that long ago yeah, when they missed crazy. the field goal? Yeah, because they were playing. Because it the, wasn't at the stadium. Because right. I meant University of Minnesota, right? Yeah, because they had the year they had to play there because the stadium was finishing in the uh, – the Vikings' roof collapsed. Remember yeah, that? I remember that. Yeah, oh, they had video crazy. of it. Like, yeah. all of the snow goes collapsing. That, that was, was crazy. crazy. Uh, anniversary. Well, it wasn't the anniversary of that. Bud Grant, it's the happy anniversary to him. But um, what I was going to say, though, was we didn't give our thoughts on um, Domas Sabonis being part of that first group of the NBA version of the quarterback show on Netflix. I wonder if that's the – who else is in it? Ant-Man? Ant-Man, Jimmy Butler. LeBron Tatum. LeBron Tatum. LeBron Tatum. Domas. That fits. That's five best players in the league right there. It fits. Um I wonder if this is a more like a I, I wonder if this is like a more comfortable setting for DeMontis Sabonis in the fact that, you know, you'll get the basketball stuff, obviously, but you'll also get um you'll get family stuff, you'll get like it's not live, it's not mm-hmm. like immediate, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, you, you the, 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 there's editing involved, there's fo- it's it's a, a a sit down and talk situation. Whereas like he doesn't like talking. And you can you can normally tell when someone really dislikes talking because they talk really really fast, with the idea of I want to get this over as quickly as possible. Right. And I wonder if this is a setting that will be a little bit more comfortable for him, and maybe we'll get a little bit more of Domas's personality out of it. Domas did something. I think it might have just been for the Kings. I don't know if it was for the NBA, but he did something that's like a day in my life type deal. Uh, I think like a year ago, during during the season during when the Kings were good, it might have been on the run or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I think – and it was good. I said to say it was good. You know, he goes with you. Hey, this, I, this is the route I take to get to the arena, all this other stuff. So I think it, I think it'll be pretty good. Um, one of the things, Maybe him and Sean can go to the zoo in the new show. That, maybe so. There you go. It's a little cold to go to the zoo. That's cold. Very cold. Brick. It's brick. cold to d- do anything. Yeah. Um, one of the things Including about Including walk to your car after a very late dinner. Facts. <laughs> Freezing. <laughs> um, one of the things about the show that I was interested in that's a little different than the quarterback show is they don't have the fringe basketball player. Like Mariota was the fringe mm. starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys are stars. Mm-hmm. Or all stars at the very least, all NBA guys. So they should have had like a. Could it be because they were more? Words. Well, well. Well, how much content do you get out of that, bro? Come yeah, on. like, like, oh, come on, man, don't make me. Cam Reddish would have been a good one. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> Reddish would have been good. But 
Um, <laughs> you can still follow Kessler. At but were you? But but what with the with the quarterback series, weren't you kind of handcuffed by the quarterback? Yeah. Like you had to find a quarterback, and a yeah. lot of guys said no. True. So it, it it left you with like, okay, we can create a different storyline here right. by we've got stars, stars, stars. Here's Mariota. Here's the guy. Did you on the, Did you watch the? Oh, they're gonna get jokes off with the way me and James are dressed. Well, like Jesus, I'm the, I'm the only. Kenny's I'm the only the city memo. slicker here. <laughs> you get the memo. I didn't have a flannel for flannel day, and I guess <laughs> James and I are are making up for it here. Did you watch the quarterback one? I watched. Like I watched a, a little bit. I don't think. Cool. I don't think I saw cool. a full episode. Did you watch any of that stuff, James? No. I didn't, yeah, I, didn't I didn't have time for I that. I tried. Like I. I I don't. It just didn't hook me very quick. It showed a little different side of left. Pat Mahomes. I thought, from what I saw, like okay. he's he's a little more uh, he's a little more intense than maybe I thought. Is that Peyton and Eli's? I don't know. I Is that Peyton? I think Eli's it's Omaha Productions because I know they're going to be. On, yeah, it should be because they're going to be on this NBA one too. Oh, really? Okay. It's going to be Omaha Productions, um, Barack Obama's thing, and then LeBron's. Ah, got you. Um, Hammer, what do you think about uh, this 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 series that uh, Domas is going to be a part of? I think it's huge for him. Like, look, this is a guy who can't get the respect that he deserves on the court. Um, as far as, like, I, I mean off the court, on the court, like fan voting and all that stuff. You have the Kevin O'Connor thing, and and that's you know sentiment of uh, maybe a handful of journalists out there, but um, you know this is a guy that if he makes a if he makes the All Star team this year, that's that's number four, right? So he's like one or two away from like being Hall of Fame status. This is a way for him to for me to get himself out there as just sort of the cool gentleman dude that he is off the court too. And uh, I, I think he'll pick up a lot of fans around uh, around the world that that will watch that. And um, so I, I think it's a good thing for him. This is like being around him all the time. Like we don't get to see all the sides of Domas that that his teammates do, but I get to see plenty of it. And he's funny. He's you know he's just a a real fun loving guy. And I, I think that like this will humanize him a little bit. And, and take away some some of that sort of sort of stoic thing that you get on the court from him. Yeah, one of the things that we just couldn't believe, and and it to our we, we follow the team, we know these guys like or you know know them as much as we can, uh, aside from somebody outside of Sacramento. But like when everything was going on last year with uh, Sabonis and Draymond during the playoffs, like it was crazy to hear. The, the people in the Bay Area talk about, oh, Domas is this, he's that, you know, he's a ten- – and we're like, you guys are crazy. Like, this is the furthest thing. Like, he's number one, like, probably the nicest guys you'll meet. And the last thing he wants is extra attention. And this, to your point, James, this will maybe give the rest of the NBA world an insight to what we feel we already know about Domas. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's that's the purpose of these shows, right? It's to give you a glimpse behind the scenes of – of maybe who these guys are that you you just had no idea, and uh, for me again, I've spent enough time with him, uh, not just like in huddles, but like I'm in the locker room in pregame every night, and I hang out. I don't pull my recorder out very often, and and actually record and you know ask people questions. I'm just like I try to be part of their culture, part of their world, 
and allow, you know, we all have conversations, not, it's not all the time that I'm talking to these guys, but you know, I do get to see some of the fun side of him. And I, I just think he's a good dude. And I, I think that's what you'll walk away from, from this thing. Um, you know, he's a family guy. He's got two little ones at home. Uh, you know, they've, they've really like bought into what, what's going on here in Sacramento and the family vibe. And, uh, I, you know, and not only that, but he's got a really interesting story. Like I still haven't got to sit down and write the, you know, the, uh, the son of a legend story that he is, um, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, we don't get to see Arvidas all the time and, uh, we don't get to, no one gets to sit, sit down with him, but it would be cool to tell that story of being a, a player who his dad is just this gigantic human being, both on the court and in real life. I mean, he's seriously one of the biggest people you're ever going to meet. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool to, to dive into that story and really be able to tell it. Vince McMahon would have loved Arvidas. Oh man. He would have beat, he would have beat, he would have beat Hogan in 91. Yeah, he would have been, he absolutely sure. would have beat Hulk Hogan in 1991. <laughs> Where are you doing messing around with this basketball? Come over here. <laughs> I can hear it. You're listening to D-Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM Carex QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320. Always live on the, Thirteen twenty. Uh, 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 what are we live on? It's just switched up on us. It hasn't been the same for four years. It's the Odyssey uh, app. I'm about to say, did it? Nope, oh. it's not. I'm just an idiot, and I, 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 I can't read what's directly in front of me. We're live on the free Odyssey app. We're live on the TuneIn app. We're live on Twitch, yeah. YouTube, and Twitter uh, you as well. To us in Damien's spaceship from anywhere. Yeah, or yours. Well, down. Or James's. James's. Because sure. like jackasses, we park all right next to each other. Um... Sophomore class right the there, all the big hot shots, walking in, walking into work with our well, Letterman's jacket you said, on. You said we're the click. We are. Well, boy, I'm telling you, <laughs> we are the three I'm best friends that anyone could ever have. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't get the click reference. <laughs> He'd be the kid in the click reference. He'd be the one, two, three kid. You look this up later, James. You look this up later, James. Um, let's stay with Domas though, because Domas had a monster performance last night. And I want to make sure we start there. There's plenty of other things we could talk about in, in as it pertains to that Detroit Pistons game, Hammer, but can we please start with the 37-point performance from Demontis Sabonis, which I had said earlier in this week. I don't think we're gonna, ever going to get that from Domas because I, I just didn't – That's I don't, that's just not how he's going to play. Uh, and literally days later, he goes out there and, and has a 37 – not only a 37-point performance – but a pretty hefty thirty-seven point triple double. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know you guys won't get this reference at all, but I'm sure some of my Try friends me. out there will. There's this scene in Goonies where no, no. they're they're trying to escape the pirate ship and and get out while the walls are falling around them, and Sloth lifts up a rock and holds the rock up while everybody else scurries between his legs to safety. And then he gets trapped inside and then eventually he escapes. But that to me is exactly what Domas was last night. He was the walls around him were crumbling. It was nothing but chaos and a bunch of guys who forgot to set their alarm clocks. And he's just battling saying, please let me hold on and give us enough that when we ride this thing out, we still have a shot. And sure enough, he did. You know, he ends up with a huge night, but realistically, his work in the first quarter, while that thing 
all hell broke loose and they couldn't defend anybody was just a masterclass in how to be a, a, a strong leader and a teammate. Just like, look, I, I get it. None of you guys got it. You guys don't have it tonight. You'll get it eventually, but until then, I'm going to hold down the fort. And then we saw Malik Monk come in the game and was like, oh, no, no, this isn't happening. What happened in Charlotte is not happening again. I'm not getting pulled after five minutes. Mm. I'm going to jump on board. And the next thing you know, Keegan Murray says, oh, wait, that's that guy that was drafted after me that they took the pictures with with the top four picks and I wasn't in the picture. I've got it now. And so we saw this sort of this this momentum build, but the key was Domas being able to just keep them within striking distance early in the game because it was a hot mess. And until everyone else woke up it, to me, I, again, he's, well, uh, he's just not, such a, a star for this team. Yeah. Not everyone. Some woke people, up. some people, uh, alarm clock had AM and not PM. They just mm-hmm. never, <laughs> they just never woke up. <laughs> like, uh, five, what, what was it? Five o'clock start. So seven o'clock start over there. It was seven a.m. on there, some people's iPhones. There, there are some people's alarm clocks that I think might be set for February 9th at this point. <laughs> Just a, there's a countdown. True, on, true that. There's, there's a countdown on their phone. Just, all right. Yeah. 20, Facts. Twenty-seven Facts. days, fourteen hours. <laughs> Goodness gracious! It, it was a unique game. We were talking about this with Will Z a few minutes ago with the fact that they couldn't hit the three. They hit, uh, I think it was three in the whole first half, but just were absolutely dominant in the paint. It's the first time, and I'm sure it's happened more, but it's been glaring recently. It was the first time I remember, oh, three's not driving. Okay, let's do something else. Oh, Domas is cooking. Let's just keep giving the ball to him two feet from the rim. And he finished. Yeah, what they have eighty two points in the paint. I think it's the highest in their history. Um yeah, it, that was eighty two to forty six like was the final uh the tally. Eighty two wow. Eighty two to forty six. And I'll tell you, that's not the craziest most points in the paint I've ever seen. Like I my first year, the Denver Nuggets rolled in with George Carl and put on the most incredible clinic I've ever seen. I think they had they had something like ninety two points in the paint. They had one jump shot that went in and a couple of free throws, like the entire game. They they didn't make threes. They didn't make jump shots. It was all points in the paint. And it was it was an embarrassing game to watch for, for the Kings. Sounds um, like it. But, but like, look, like sometimes you got to grow up and you got to play smart basketball and you got to climb back into a game. You can't just let every game that gets out of hand just be a blowout. And this is twice now we've seen them claw back into a game that they had no business being part of uh, this and the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks game, but that's good. It's a sign of something. Um, I know it's not a sign that they're, that they're learning how to not go down big in a game, but uh, it certainly is showing you that, that maybe they're, they're figuring out that the game isn't over in the first quarter, mm. which it it's felt like a couple of times a season where they're just like, all right, well, we're lo- losing this one. Might as well pack it in. Uh, and that's how you lose 10 games by double figures out of your first 14. So, yeah, I, I think there was a little bit of learning in that. And, and you know, can they do it on, on the second night of a back-to-back against a, a team that beat you like this last time? James, I, I've been saying a couple of different times today, I said, you know what, this Kings team, and I was thinking about it as they were giving up 47 points in the first quarter. I said, they're trying to, they're trying to tell us something. 
they're talking to us. And I, I can't decipher what they're trying to tell us, but they're trying to tell us something. Now, we've speculated, I've speculated on what that could be. And I think I came around to the fact that they are, everybody is waiting for a move to be made so they can move forward. And not necessarily like they, the people who aren't going to be traded want the move to be made, but they want to know who they got going moving forward. And I, I feel that's what I kept coming around to is the uncertainty is really bothering this team right now. No, I, I get you. And that's where I, I kind of circle Harrison Barnes and say, like, look, he looks distracted. Um, you know, the first two plays of the game, I tweeted out after the first two plays of the game. Oh, look at that. Harrison Barnes is being aggressive. He took the ball to the hole in the first, like one of the first possessions. I think it was the first possession. And he kicked it to the corner and they missed a three. Then the next time he came down, he took it right to the basket and he got fouled. He goes to the free throw line. You're thinking, okay, maybe Harrison Barnes is going to have a game. And he bricks both free throws. Then he finishes half with, I think it was something like eight minutes, zero for zero from the field, 0 for two from the free throw line, one assist, no rebounds, zero points, zero fouls, zero turnovers. It was just like, man, that's a ghost. Like, what is happening? And, you know, I, I, he's such a pro's pro when it comes to, you know, this stuff normally. But I think this time around, it, it may have got under his skin. Like, hearing that he was almost traded for Pascal Siakam last week, um, I, I think that that's sort of jarring. I think that he, when he, he walked into this contract, he understood that there's a good chance he wouldn't see the end of it in Sacramento. And that the Kings, if nothing else, were doing him a favor by giving him 17, 18, and 19 million over three years with a 15% trade kicker on top of it. So if he does get traded, he was going to walk away with another six or seven million bucks. I, I think all of that stuff is now like playing out because it doesn't feel good to be on the block. It doesn't feel good for everyone around the league to be throwing your name into every trade. And this is year one of your contract. If you if it doesn't happen right now, there's a good chance it's happening in the summer. There's a good chance you're going through all of this again next February if it doesn't happen this summer. And so you you just really do have the the realization of what it is to be that guy on your team right now. The guy who who is very likely not going to be there after February 8th. Um, you know, and, and that's tough because I think Harrison has put a lot of heart and soul into being a Sacramento King over the last five plus years. And, you know, maybe like I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway here when it comes to just this is a tough time uh, and a lot of players handle it differently. Mm -hmm. And I think he's probably uh, going to figure it out. But for right now, it doesn't feel really good. And I mean, look at how it's manifesting in Kevin Herter. I mean, the guy can't hit a shot at all, even when he does earn his starting spot back by playing hard and, and he played hard last night. He had the big block. He had five rebounds. He had five assists. But man, you're known around the league as a shooter and you can't shoot. That's tough. And I, I think with every player, it's different. But for him, it, you know, it's he it, it's manifesting in his ability to shoot. And Harrison, it might be manifesting in his aggressiveness or his willingness to call for the ball and, and just be a louder, you know, part of the rotation. Hammer, if that's the case, if, if yours and Kenny's a, a, a assessment of what's going on with this team is, is, is the case, James, we've got like a, a little less than a month before the trade deadline. We've got a ton of basketball games to play. 
Is this what we're doing for the next month? Man, I hope not. I hope that one of these alerts that comes in from from Shams or Oge, uh, or that we <laughs> or that we get the news. Yeah, you know we're breaking something. That's what I hope uh, that that something happened rather than later. And look, look, I, I think the Kings are are definitely in that. They are looking to improve today. They're not trying to wait around February eighth. That's that's a just a mystical date out there. It's the last day you can do anything. But they would like to get the assignment turned in well before then. And uh, whether that happens or not, like, who knows? But I, I think when you do, you if you're able to make an early, then what if another trade comes up that's, that helps your team as well? You know, so you can start getting the ball rolling on what your team is and what they're going to look like. But then you can throw in another piece or two. And yeah. That I, I honestly think that you know the Kings would like to to move. If going to move, they'd like to do it now. They'd like to as quickly as possible. Let's sell forty five games to to get these guys together. Let them build some chemistry and everything else. But you know it takes two to tango in the league, and it's not always easy to get a deal done when some of these guys are looking for the best possible deal that they can possibly make, and that usually requires a clock being being on the clock to make a deal like that. And, and James, just if you can speak to the aspect of, you know, the other aspect that I talked about is like, feels like the, the team, like guys that are secure here, they're not going nowhere, but just the uncertainty of if these guys enjoy or don't enjoy, I think they all enjoy each other, but you know, say person they don't like, if they're not going to be here, you know, in two weeks, it feels like bothering those guys just to, that's, that's what I'm reading when I saying they're trying to tell them like they People who are going to, who are solidified, I don't know if they like them to you of what's going on. Well, I would agree. I would say Ben Fox is probably, it's a little different Fox. Fox looks like some, he just went, you know, fifty pounds with somebody. That's like it this way. He's just beat up. He's, uh, he's been carrying a boring load for this all season. And we're doing the hiccup. And, and like, if you look back historically, De'Aaron Fox has always had a hiccup. He's always had a small uh, stretch of games where he doesn't look himself. But I expect him to, to like pull right out of this uh, watching a guy like round court and go up for what was probably going to be like a two-handed and just throw the ball up in the air it just doesn't make any sing from fox except that it does it looks like he's beat up and not only is he physically 100 but i think he's he's also like mentally fatigued and i will see him come out his body already looks like it's starting to recover um because last night he looked more like himself as far as just the athleticism, the defense, the defense, the the way of being on the court, but mentally, you can tell that like he's a little beat up. And like to your point, him and Harrison Barnes are close, you know, and him and a lot of players on this close. They've been together for you know, if there's anyone that De'Aaron's been with for like on this team for years, it's Harrison. Um, you know, he he got traded there what in in uh, De'Aaron's second season, mm-hmm. so they've been together like for most of this time. And there is a lot of love and a lot of respect between those guys. Like it, the Foxes know how much Harrison Barnes means to the team and means to the community and, and means to what they've built here. And, you know, they, they've never wanted him gone. Um, and so if he is traded, it's a, it's purely a basketball move. It's because they need to get better and that's a position where they can get better at. But like I've told you guys, if, if they don't have to move Harrison Barnes, if there's a way to, somehow go get Kyle Kuzma for a package that doesn't include Harrison Barnes. 
I think that a lot of people would be fine with that as well, as long as you're getting better as a team. And, you know, having Harrison Barnes as like one of your three guys off the bench, probably be a pretty good team. Well, let's let's stay with that line of thinking, Hammer. Not Kyle Kuzma, but Trey Lyles. Is there, I know a lot of Kings fans have talked about it today, is there a, a, a case to be made for Trey Lyles starting and Harrison Barnes coming off the bench? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I continue to say the same thing when it comes to this question. Um, I, I like Trey Lyles a lot. Like, you guys know that. I, I tweet out about Trey Days. I talk to Trey all the time. Um, he's always reading a new book. I'm always checking in to see what book he's reading. Um, he's a good dude. I know how much he wants to be in Sacramento, how much he loves Sacramento, how much he's felt like this was his basketball home that he had been searching for forever. Um, but at the same time, like Mike Brown's defense is very specific. It's a switching defense and it's nonstop switching all day long. And the fact that you have two forwards and Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray that are defensively switchable, that can guard each other's man at any time. That's that's why Harrison Barnes continues to start. And I don't think that while Trey Lyles is is uh, he's fine defensively, he's not great, uh, but he can hold his own. He's not that type of defender. He's more of a four or five than he is a three four or a four three. Uh, and I don't even think he can play the three. So I get what Mike's doing there, and I also would say like. You got to, at some point, you got to think about value. And even if Harrison Barnes has a bad night, you know, we're talking about a guy who started, I don't know how many games straight now, um, but it's in the, it's in the hundreds. Um, and, and so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there could come a point of, if this just keeps going like this, where you do have to make a move, but I think Mike is going to try to keep mixing in Trey, going to Trey for longer minutes, just like what we've seen from Malik Monk playing longer minutes. And then I think he's going to try to steal minutes, steal minutes with guys like uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, or or players like that, like the key analysis of the world, where you can mix and match rotation. So if Harrison isn't holding down the fort, again, worry about who's finishing the game. Worry and worry about who's playing the most minutes. Don't worry about who's starting and who's not, because this starting lineup is still one of the best in the league. Like there's still like a plus twelve per 100 possessions on the season. I think the, like before last game, they were top five, five man uh, lineup in the league in, in uh, point differential. And like, this is a good starting lineup, even if they aren't playing at this, the level that everyone should be playing at. Hmm. Is um, the, the whole theme of today seems to be uh, Lassie, you know, they're talking mm-hmm. to us. We're trying to figure out what they're saying. What, what, what are you saying, boy? Girl, that's right. <laughs> what are you saying, girl? We're trying to figure out what they're Aaron saying. Aaron fell down a well. We've got to go save him. <laughs> De'Aaron did fall down a well here, yeah. <laughs> Do you think Mike was was Mike talking to us when JTA got those first mm, quarter minutes? Man. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, look, Mike and, and Juan Toscano Anderson have a long history together. Like, he's here for a reason. He's here because Mike wanted him to be on the roster during training camp. He wanted him on the roster during summer. Like this is a guy that he has faith in. It's a guy that he has familiarity with. He's a guy that if nothing else, you know that he's going to bring energy, right? And and that's, again, look why he's played Keon Ellis. 
it's about energy. It's about changing the the dynamic of of what's happening on the court, bringing something new to the table. And um, I think maybe it was a little bit of a shot uh, to bring Juan Toscano Anderson in, but I, I'd also like look. He's on a ten day contract, and he might be on a second ten day contract, but his ten day contracts will run out before the trade deadline. And so, like, there's only so much they can do here. They can come back around to him after we get past February 8th. But the Kings are going to, the management team on this this squad, they're going to value that open roster spot above everything else. So you can't rely too much on, on JTA because there's just no way for him to be here unless you make all of your big trades right now, open up a roster spot, and then go sign him. And and you ignore the fact that Keon Ellis probably deserves that spot before he does. And so I, I think it's going to be complicated there. But I, I do think that, you know, as long as they can have him around, Mike's probably going to like go to him when he can. And yeah, sometimes it is proving a point. It's just to say, look, that guy's doing what I want you to do. If you're going in the game, I need you to be disruptive. I need you to get deflections. I need you to just try your hardest the whole time you're out there because if not I'm going to go to someone else. Hmm. I I think there's a there's a there's a lot to there's a lot more to talk about there. Uh and we will. Thankfully James isn't going anywhere. As a matter of fact, we'll be your pregame show today. We'll take you all the way up uh to the Sacramento Kings and the Charlotte Hornets. We'll talk more with our insider James Ham with Dylan KC. Brought to you by Sky River Casino returns here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. <laughs> Man, Kings basketball coming up here in just 20 minutes. This Mike, is a Mike look good today. This is a uh, yeah, nice, nice, nice suit you got on today. He had a nice suit on yesterday. I just think Mike looks weird in suits. He's a big dude. This is a so. uh, in Charlotte. This is a D'Lo special. Seven o'clock starts. It's, well, it's, it's supposed to be seven o'clock. That's, that's what time. It's what time God intended. Seven. Games to start. Only devils Prime start at seven thirty. Prime time, baby. Nothing good happens at a 7.30 start time. Philly and uh, the Kings are going to start at 7.30. Yeah, that's on, horrible. On Friday. Well, that, that's not 7.30 our time. Yeah, that's, it's yes. fine. It's 4.30. It's good. I prefer 4, but 4.30 is fine. When the, when the Kings start like really getting them national TV games on Friday night, those will be 7.30 starts. All right, well, maybe we don't need to get that good. Just Let's, <laughs> let's win games, but only to the point of 7 o'clock starts. Or... When be be so good that the Kings go, no, we're not starting at seven thirty, we're starting at seven. And, oh, whatever you whatever you guys want, Sacramento. Bring yeah, back if the 7.30 starts. Those games they can't be Monday through Thursday. I can't do that. Yeah, the seven thirty because then awful. I never ever get out of there and then the next morning I'm like dragging into the studio. What about like, what about good. this situation where uh like if they get on Wednesday night basketball a five o'clock start. Mm. Warriors are playing at home tonight at five. Yeah, isn't it? Is it five thirty? Yeah, five thirty. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oof. yeah I'm wow. fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. We'll, I got plenty of time to get down there. We'll miss it, but <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm for James. James gets the mm-hmm. James go game. We'll we'll be on one just like we will be today, so watching the basketball game. We're here. Yeah. Yes, be indeed. home by like nine thirty. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Five o'clock. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Five thirty home game. Yeah, that is tough. A Wednesday, a Wednesday prime time game. That's 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 pretty tough. I'm I'm anxious to see what that arena looks like. Quiet. It's, it's quiet anyways. It's quiet when it's full. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, 
we talked about all of the the shuffling in the lineup. I mean, we we were talking about Juan Toscano Anderson minutes ago and how Juan Toscano got a, a 10-day yesterday and immediately played in the first quarter of a Sacramento Kings game. And, of course, that's the ultimate. Well, Mike is pissed. He's he's all over the place with this lineup. I don't, Outside of the Duarte Herder stuff, because that's, that's new. We didn't see that last year. I feel like this quite a bit last year as well, where he tries to find Mark and it would be, you know, Davis would play for a stretch of games and then he would, you know, he would just find different guys to play different and they'd play five, six game stretch. They'd magically fall out of favor. Sometimes why? Sometimes you wouldn't, but he was going to try to find something. My question is hammer. What the hell is Mike looking for? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So on the show, um, Kyle and I, we talked about this a little bit. That's the insider. And I said, 12 here on ESPN 1320. That's right. Uh, and, and I told Kyle, like, look, I, I think this might be a game where number one, he goes back to Chris Duarte. I, I, he goes back to, uh, to Kevin Herter. Uh, I said, I also kind of looked at the game that Keon Ellis had last night and I kind of feel like it's possible he goes, uh, or on what was it? Sunday night. I, I said, it's, I, I think it's possible. He goes back to Keon Ellis and hey, uh, I also think it's possible that he's had enough watching Devel McGee play, and he's going to go back to Alex Lynn. And sure enough, you know, I looked at the sample sizes before, and the problem that we have here is that if you want to stay in the lineup, then perform. Mm. That's it. Like, go out there, do the job you're asked to do, and perform. And it, it doesn't have to be, you know, we had the same thing last year with Chemezi Metu. Chemezi would have a great run of games. And then all of a sudden you could see Chemezi start to do some things. It didn't make any sense. All of a sudden, the, didn't he have eight three pointers in one game? Didn't he have eight threes in like, didn't he have eight shots in like a first quarter? And everyone like, Oh man, you're done. Like that's, <laughs> that's the last we're seeing of you. Like, unless you hit all eight of those, you, you're getting the big old hook because that's not who you're supposed to be on the court. And like, I've been tracking what Davion Mitchell had done over his six games. Mm -hmm. Just wasn't good. Mm -hmm. Like, I, sorry. It, it just like, he had a couple of games where he came in. I thought he was impactful. It didn't matter about scoring, but then it starts to snowball and he becomes less and less effective. And that's why he goes back to Keon Ellis. And I think the same thing about Chris Duarte, Chris Duarte had that great game where he had 12 points and seven rebounds. Uh, I think four of his rebounds were offensive. Three of them went for putbacks. Uh, did you guys realize he didn't have a another rebound in the next three games? Just none. Zero. Jeez. And and so you look at what they're doing, and it's like, hey, he gave you an opportunity, and you didn't take it. And five or six games for Mike is where he kind of cuts the line. Like, okay, I gave you a shot, and now I'm going to go back to what I'm used to. And I also, in doing that, I may have motivated the other guy to come back in and take his job and and be ready and play hard when I do call on him. And so I don't know that it feels all that good for for players all the time, but I'll tell you if you're one of those, you know, last year it was like one or two, right? One position, maybe a half position of the rotation. This year we got like three dudes who put themselves in this situation all the time where Mike needs to make a change and it's not one or two. And it might even be more than that. Like it's probably more like four because I think Harrison has put himself in this position too. And Mike just doesn't have somebody to replace him. 
And, you know, again, we can talk about the Trey Lyles thing all we want, but at the end of the day, like they don't have another guy who's a starting caliber, small forward. that can play 30 plus minutes a night. And until they do, Harrison is probably going to keep getting that opportunity. Um, but the other guys, okay, I do have somebody else and I'm going to switch it out and I'm going to like try to motivate the team in a different way or motivate specific players in a different way. Because realistically, this team is built around De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis, Keegan Murray, and Malik Monk. The rest of them, like though you you have to earn your keep, and it's maybe it'll be five game stretches, maybe it'll be six or ten or whatever, but you got to earn your keep. So earlier, Damon, you talked about like um, these guys being uncertain of their role, and that could deal with the performance. And and I I get that those things happen in sports, right? Like you, you just get an opportunity and you don't know what your role is, you're a little hesitant or whatever. And we never got back around to it, but this is a good time. I feel like in this situation, if I was a player, Mike Mike wouldn't have to tell me what he's looking for. It's clear as day. If I want to play, defend and rebound. Mm. It's clear as day. And if you do that. You get your shots, all that stuff will fall back into play. But play with a certain pace on on offense. You know, look to push the push the ball and play team basketball. But if you want to play, defend and rebound. That would be your ticket. That would be your ticket to get more playing time. And I, I think that's what he's searching for right now. Somebody that consistently will defend and rebound for this team. Because we saw last night. I think last night there was. Only the four guys in double figures, right? I think. That's it. Yeah, that it, which it was a it was a part I found concerning. And they uh, scored. Yeah, one, it was the big four. Yeah, and they scored one thirty one. Let's say Domas has twenty seven instead of thirty seven. You know, maybe you get to you'll get to one twenty. I got four guys that'll get me to one twenty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I need some people that are going to defend and rebound, and I think that's the key to getting on that court consistently. You had, I'm sorry, James. You had no go for it. Four points. With the two guys in trade discussions. Yeah. You had four points if you make it the three guys in trade discussions. But the other one, I'm trying to be fair to Davion, he didn't play. But but to Casey's point, look at what Trey Lyles did. And it it's not always about scoring. No, he did he and, he, he did a lot. And in Herder's defense, he did too. Yeah. Like yeah. he he but yeah. Like at some point, and we was talking about this earlier. At some point, for Kevin, that's not a that's, bro. You you got to score. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you're oh, a no, three totally. point shooter. Like yeah, it's absolutely. it's great that you're. Re- it's great you're not invisible. Man, you gotta you gotta knock down this three, boy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what you do. Well, and then especially if you got another gaping hole in the starting lineup, then you have yeah. to hit shots. Yeah. If yeah. if if I don't, we'll just say Harrison because he's the other, the other starter. If he was consistently, not like what his stats say, but consistently giving you like 11, 12, you could wait a little while longer for Kevin Herter. Mm. But because both of them aren't, aren't giving you nothing, I guess with Herter, you, you don't have time to wait. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by the fact that they haven't just swapped Herter and Harrison Barnes um, in their offensive set. So, like – the forwards wings are supposed to run to the corners. Right. And then a lot of times it's those guys who are getting left out in the cold. They're not getting the ball back. And I'm kind of wondering why they haven't moved Kevin Herter into that corner spot until he finds a way to heat back up and let Harrison Barnes 
be part of like the two man game and, you know, sort of the rotation around the top. Because I, I don't know if you guys are looking Harrison Barton's still shooting 41% from three. He's just not shooting it. He's just not taking any shots. And I, I think the Kings, it's, it's on De'Aaron Fox. It's on Demonis Sabonis. It's on Malik Monk to try to find a way to get these guys going. And I know all of them can score themselves, but sometimes it's about saying, okay, how do I find a way to get Harrison Barnes two extra shots tonight? How do, or maybe three extra shots. How do I find a way to get him rolling? Because they're a better team when Harrison is playing well. They are. And it it's not just about like, okay, the four of us are going to have to carry this thing the whole way. Like I look at the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks have two players and that's it. Like you look at their stats from last night. That's it. They got two dudes and nothing else. That's not how the Kings are built. They got two dudes. They got a third guy who's up and coming. And then they got a, another guy off the bench. So now they're up to four dudes. But those other guys, they have not been bad players. I mean, Kevin Herter was the third leading scorer on this team last year. He averaged 15.2, and Harrison Barnes was right behind him. Like, these guys were actually really good players for the Kings last year in this all-in-together four-man, I mean, uh, like six-man, seven-man rotation that everybody scores and everybody has a good time. I don't know what broke and, and how this has happened, but, like, it's on those other guys to try to figure it out as much as it is for Harrison Barnes to figure out why not only does he not get any shots, but he doesn't even touch the ball. He doesn't like, look at his usage is nothing. And his usage is so much lower than any point in his career. And you're like, Oh, well, he's not passing the ball. He doesn't have any assists. It's like, because he's not touching the ball. That's it. He's not getting the ball at all. So Herder is a different story. He's had plenty of opportunity to find, find himself. You just need to like, like shooters go through this, but this is a long one. This is a long stretch. I don't know what the answer is, man. I don't know what the answer yeah. is for any of these guys. You just, I guess you just hope the shots start to fall for Kevin Herter and he gets into one of those rhythms where, you know, you, you starting the clock tonight now would be a great time. Yeah. Hey man, Kevin Herter shot, you know, 44% from three over the course of the last 10 games. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, you know, playing well at the start of a five-game road trip. Hey, let's go. Let's work with it again. It's great you're doing all the other stuff, man. But 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 hit those shots because they're going to be there for you every single night. Mm -hmm. Every single night they're going to be there for you. Well, that I want to pull up this uh, scout recycler in the in the chat says Kings can't afford to have two starters get nothing. And the fact is that the Kings can't afford to have two starters get absolutely nothing because they keep winning games even though. They have two starters getting absolutely nothing. But if that's the way you're going to be built, then those two dudes need to be incredible off the charts defenders. Like they've got it. You need Matisse Thibel. You need, you know, name that guy that, that the Danny greens of the world that just sure on occasion, they, they get on a heater and they knock down a bunch of threes, but their purpose in the lineup is to support those other guys by playing phenomenal defense and that's why i think you're looking at herder and barnes being mentioned in all of these trades because like look if this is how we're built then i don't need you to be a guy who shoots 40 percent but never shoots i need you to be a guy who can lock down somebody mm-hmm. and or who can block shots to support 
Demonis uh, Sabonis, who can stop an inline drive from happening so your center doesn't get caught in rotations all the time and pick up fouls. That's where you're going to see this team really change and morph. It's that they've gotten to the point where four players are so good that those other pieces that are coming in can look way different than they do. And it's why Keon Ellis keeps getting an opportunity because he can at least bring defense and energy and hit an occasional three. And and he fits into what's happening on the court. So what do you uh what do you think is gonna happen tonight in Charlotte, man? Do you have any do you have any read on this team at all? A better one than mine right now? Because I I actually think they're gonna play they're gonna play well in this game for whatever reason. Um but you just I guess you never know with the squad. I'm gonna say that I agree with you that they look at what's ahead that the last thing you want to do is go on a five-game road trip and come back one and four with your first win mm-hmm. being the first one mm-hmm. um, because it gets a lot tougher after tonight. You got Philly. What do we got? Philly, um, Milwaukee, Phoenix. Milwaukee. Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, and Phoenix is playing better than they were before. Like, this is a dangerous, dangerous, um, like, five-game road trip that if you don't survive it, like, the next road trip is, what, seven games? And of the seven, like like five of them, six of them are winnable. This is not that road trip. Like you got two winnables up front, and then you got three tough ones on the way out the door. You know that last game on a road trip is always tough, um, and and just the way the flight and everything is of this road trip, it's gonna be a little brutal. So you got to take care of this one because it only gets harder from here. Oh well, that's great, James. That's just fantastic. <laughs> Just fantastic. Uh, of course, the I said the Pelicans, the Hornets uh, have a ton of players out tonight. PJ Washington uh, is out tonight. There was actually something on Hoops Hype this morning about uh, they're, Charlotte's not interested in trading. Oh, it's like oh, I, I understand that. How about PJ? That's it. Uh, yeah, PJ. How about anyone else on your PJ team? Up over PJ, here. PJ, yeah. PJ, PJ. How about PJ's? PJ and a Martin twin? I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, Cody's James doesn't even there. care which one. Just give me a Martin twin. I know you pay. Co- Cody's the one in uh, Charlotte, right? I think it's oh, James doesn't think care. So. Just give me. Just I give don't. Me one of them. James he's is- out tonight, but oh no, he's he's questionable tonight. Uh, whichever Martin twin it is, questionable he's questionable because Monty's on the road trip trying to get a deal done. There it is. Mm. Oh, oh, I see you now working. we're talking. No, no I'm, I'm literally making stuff up. Please don't do nothing. Yes. Now you're just making stuff yeah. That's what happens. If you become a breaker, you, you well, can't it doesn't matter if to... I'm a newsbreaker or not. People don't take me seriously. You print it in The Athletic, and it's the gospel. We talk about it here for three days, and it's like, oh, goodness. How about that? All right. Whatever, man. Imagine that. I say, I guess we, I guess we got to tweet more. Yes, that's how it works. Uh, uh, you know, did you thought De'Aaron um, was look a little, a little better last night? I thought he was still a. I, I thought it was funny. I thought I was watching. Like he still looks off. Like he looks a step slow, and he still looks than everyone on the floor. Like he can. Like he's man. Like yeah, do uh, it. Look, he just beat three guys. No, uh, but you no, know, it's still not right though. It's like he didn't beat him by enough. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I know I know you feel like he's kind of kicking out of this a little bit, but any any thought that maybe he should he should chill? Set one, load man. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard um, disjoint. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean I, I definitely think it's 
you're starting to, I mean, you hope that he pulls through it. And again, they track everything and they may see something that we don't, or they may see what I saw in the last game. Like, I think I saw what you saw, but I think more it's the mental side that I think he's he'll he's still trying to like shake out of, like just being in a downswing. Um, but yeah, I think this is one of those games where you probably see a big bounce back from him. And then we forget that he just had like a lull and that he looked like he was exhausted. Um, you know, you'll you'll find a way to get this guy time uh in between games when you can. And I, I'm sure they're working hard to to make sure that he's um, you know he's in the best health that he can be. Uh, but also remember that the road is a different place. And for guys like, you know, De'Aaron that are pretty quiet and kind of homebodies, uh, when they're on the road, they spend a lot of time just relaxing and, and doing their stuff, like hanging out in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes this can be easier than being at home, you know, to heal up, uh, even though the travel and everything else, it's it still, it doesn't matter. Like getting away focusing, uh, like having all of that, the outside stuff, um, you know, it can be easier when you're on the road and just kind of, you know, regain your focus. One guy who doesn't need to regain his focus is uh, Domas Sabonis. Let's just keep mm-hmm. that going. <laughs> yeah. This guy, this guy's dominating right now, man. Let's keep that up. I mean, and if he does, James, he might actually get attention. Yeah, settle down. Uh, well, right. you know, he does have a Netflix series starting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it was yeah. actually yeah, but the 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 push notification was LeBron James, Jason Tatum, <laughs> Anthony Edwards, and others. <laughs> they probably was they probably, it. Yeah. They probably look at uh, Domas like the Mariota. Uh, he's probably. almost out of the league. So. Uh, that, that that tough story there in Sacramento. <laughs> Domas, how are how are you dealing with being in Sacramento? <laughs> you know what's what's crazy is he's he's scoring, he's rebounding. The, like all of his numbers are skyrocketing across the board mm-hmm. and he's over 20 points a game. Uh, I, he can't, he comes in tonight at 20.1. He's leading the league in rebounding at 12.8. He's up to 7.8 assists per game over his last 13 games. He's at like 9.6 assists. Um, like all of his stats are, are on the rise and just what he's doing is, is remarkable. The fact that the Kings, are losing these games the way they do, it's a disservice to him mm. because it's taking the focus off the fact that this this team is eight games over 500. If they were eight games over 500, but all of their losses were close, close losses, like he would be getting so much more notoriety. It, that's just the way it goes. Like The fact that they let off the gas and they have these moments where they become sort of the la- laughing stock, even if it's just for one night, um, it still it, it kind of leaves that it lingers a little bit. So yeah, man, this is a the, the Kings found a a gym. Like he is an absolute joy for for this franchise. Just such a, a lunch pail dude, and you know he's a guy that is perfect to build around. I don't care what anyone says about him not being able to block shots. Go trade for a shot blocker. Go get him a shot blocker to play alongside him. Pretty sure he's only like, do whatever you can to do it. Give up all the picks, whatever it is. Go find somebody that can support him and and like sort of fill the voids in what he does because everything else he does is amazing. Pretty sure there's only one dummy complaining about his shot blocking. <laughs> um, yeah. Knowing Domas a little bit, are you surprised he agreed to do this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think maybe his agent had talked him into it a little bit. 
You know, I, I think the same thing with De'Aaron. I think De'Aaron probably would have done something like this, maybe, but it would have taken a lot of prodding. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. It's good for him that this is where that he's allowing himself to be seen in this light, you know, to open your doors because he's very different than like the, the like stoic, like super stern look that you see on his face all the time during a game. He's very, very different than that. You know, he's kind of like a, like a big kid. Like he's, he's goofy. He does funny things all the time. I mess with him cause he's always every single day. He's messing with the temperature in the room. Like he's, he's the guy who messes with the, uh, the thermostat. Um, like he, he's never been a, more relatable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I, he also, just so you know, he wears flannel. Yeah, he does. Uh, like well, on occasion. I don't know. <laughs> it's this, really expensive flannel. I'm just going <laughs> to burn this when I get home. I love it. Try, try to step out once and just get heckled for going on five hours over it. Man, that's hurtful. Yeah. And we gotta... No, I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, you know, again, I'm excited because excited I think – Anytime you can uh, let your guard down and let somebody in, in and show that other side of you, it's a good thing. Yeah, I'll be watching yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, 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 I thought he'd probably be more comfortable in a setting like that versus you know in a recording setting, a relaxed setting, like a non-post game setting, uh, stuff like that. I, I, I thought that probably fits him a little, a little better, a little more in control of those. I, he talks so fast when he talks to you guys. When he talks to you guys, because I feel like he just wants to get it over. He's intense. Yeah, Let's get this over yeah. as quickly. Do, I'm not here for that. Hey, what'd you guys talk about in your 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 meeting with the coaches? That's none of your business. I'll keep that. To he myself. didn't say that. Yeah, it's between us. Kick rocks, Jake. Jake, I just I keep that to myself, Jake. Yeah. I, I don't really want to talk about it. Just something we'll keep as a team. Was that your Domas right. impression? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No, we're Domas, back to Domas. no. We're back. No, Jake's no. that was Domas. No, that was Domas. Don't co-sign. You're not co-signing. No, 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 no. so he, he got he got me to stop editing. Okay. He, no, he he, he's talking. He's talking. He's talking fast enough, but the, like the voice, the sound's not there. But he's talking fast enough. We got to work on the voice, but the sound, like he's just blah, 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 like, like he's got it. Yeah, it's staccato. Keep, it comes at you quick. Let's let's yeah. keep working on that one a little bit more. We're gonna I see the vision. Out. We're gonna go watch Kings basketball. <laughs> That's a lie. We're gonna go do a radio show on 1025 <laughs> if you want to join us. Uh if you want to run it back while you're watching Kings basketball, you could do that next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos Kings like the beam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.